If you travel, you know how to really go off the grid. Like no cell service in your room, off the grid. You know which remote retreats have the best herbal baths, sound baths, and ice baths. Because when you set up your out-of-office, you mean it. Because when you're the escape artist, vacation is all about resting, meditating, drinking water, and minding your own businessing. The Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know. When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. Welcome to the Friends. Every time I'm in the zone. My name is Dustin. I'm Francesca, also known as Hey Friend Hey. My name is Asante. This is the Friends Zone. The Friends Zone. I know you say you'll be out with your friends, but nigga, please, you'd be so full of shit. I know that bitch got you by the bolitas. She tell you something, you be like, okay. Ain't even tripping on that shit for real. I like my money and be out of here. Give me the ferals, give me the diamonds. My pussy so good, you shine like a diamond. Dante, please. That's the shit, friend. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Saturday, Sunday, I just want to love you. Like, that's, the, that's my shit. <clears throat> So I played it because it's literally the worst song I ever heard in my life. I ain't even wrote no jokes for the motherfucker because I feel like, you know what? What is it to even fucking say that she didn't say? I know you, I know your girl to be pitching through the shit. She touched her shit. Didn't you say okay? What? Jocelyn? All I heard was something about she grabbed your bolita. Like she got she you by the bolita. It's like a yeah. spoken word piece that she could do at the cabaret. Like the, the song fits for the cabaret if that were like a real concept, but in regular world. Oh, like, man, if, if, if being the key word, two letters. Is it so just me, room. but did, did the production low key sound like our intro? It did. When, when it first started, yeah. I thought it was a theme song. So I was like, but then as it got to, to Jackson, I was like, oh. Because while you playing the music. I was waiting for Dustin to come in. I'm Dustin Ross. I'm hey, right. friend, hey. You know my name is Dustin Ross. Uh huh. But no, but like, I, I, I just, it's oh, just, wow. it's the worst song I've ever heard in my life. The music's great. Jocelyn ruins it. And, and she performed it live on the uh, part one of the Jocelyn's Cabaret Vegas reunion, which was a complete waste of my time. The fucking reunion. They're still showing that? Even, I thought it was. It was like, postponed indefinitely. They, they got us by the bolitas, man. <laughs> now, let me tell you. They we show about 48 minutes of fucking behind the scenes footage. And we're going to welcome up to the friends on in a minute, but we just got to wrap this up. They show like 48 <laughs> minutes of behind the scenes footage. The motherfuckers getting their hair done and their makeup done and drinking liquor, talking about who ass they want to whoop when they get on stage. And then finally, they go to the stage. The girls come to the stage and they fight for about the last seven minutes of the yeah. show. There's like a big brawl and a lot of pointed fingers, and then they show what's going to happen next week. So part one of the Zeus Cabaret. So uh, they Zeus are Justice showing Cabaret the reunion. Yes. 
they showing finally... something now. I'm not sure with these lawsuits being alleged or whatever. Right, that's what it confused me. I thought like this was a rap, but I know Zeus spent money. They was like, we playing something. We playing I'm something. something. Like Denzel. <laughs> the anticipation was so high. I think we kind of had them by the bolitas, <laughs> and so they had to show us something. But that's the worst song I've ever heard in my life. And I like Jocelyn has a song called Red Velvet Cake that I like. <laughs> I like Do It Like It Should Be Day, and I like Vegas. So you that's know? a classic. Yeah. So this, so if this is bad, and I like a lot of bad music, just that I enjoy the melody or the rhythm or whatever, and I know it's like crappy music, right? But this right. was like, I'm like, she definitely wrote this, like, and and with no help. Who's it's in just the really studio? Bad. That's what I'd be wanting to know. Like somebody with no bonitas <laughs> that won't tell her, like, you sound. Like you are literally being chased around the studio. I, I've never, I've just never heard anything so bad, but I just want everybody else to hear it because I've been suffering and bleeding by the ears since I heard it. So you guys had to. Wow. With that being said, understood, and most importantly, heard. Welcome to the Friend Zone, your weekly look at all things mental health, mental wellness, and mental hygiene. Because who in the hell wants to be like Jocelyn Hernandez? We go keep it simple this week. Hey, friend. Hey, Asante. How you doing? Hi, you know, guys. I actually don't hate that song that much. I'm. Oh, well, I mean, I saw you jigging. I'm not saying so it's I was a, like, okay. Oh, well, I was really jigging to the beat. But as far as what she was doing on the beat, you know, like, that's why it's open to interpretation. I kind of left that as it could have been for something else. So that's why I agree it's not a good song. It sure was something I agree else. it's not a good song, but I, <laughs> I appreciate the effort because Jocelyn makes a lot of music. And some music should just stay dead. And I guess no one told her that this should have been one of those songs. But I'm always interested to see what people do and why they do it. This doesn't give me any clarity, but another one for Jocelyn somewhere. <laughs> it got the job but you know what it got the job mm-hmm. done people are talking about it it's gonna go viral just off the street. it's a tiktok meme like already it or not. okay <laughs> and that's the point this now nowadays it's all about viral content for people yeah the bar so. is in hell it is but people making money off yep. of it so they don't care well well okay. well mm-hmm. <laughs> I know, she, she tell you something you'd be like okay i was like what that's literally what the, she said i know she timing. got you by the bolitas she tell you something you'd be like okay <laughs> that's actually my <laughs> but can't you imagine her doing this terrible song right at a, a, a swanky club with like really cheesy like red velvet and curtains and shit and then is it swanky she just or is needs, it cheesy? She needs a is vocal it producer. Wally, is it one mic? Well, she needs she a vocal needs a producer. Vocal <laughs> Put some essentials. She that's what she's missing. The essentials of making let's music. Let's tag Claude. Let's Cinco tag Claude. Wait, let's tag Lewis York. Oh <laughs> right. They will be down again in the studio. Hell, Did tell them the sore ass Chuck- Did you imagine her laying across the piano while Chuck playing? <laughs> Oh, I just pictured Chuck's face Ooh. and I can't. Oh, because he can't be hide. Chuck and them will throw her ass out. That's the thing. They would say, "We just are don't not going to insult a music industry like this." Just don't this. give her a mic. With this mess. Can't you hear Chuck? I ain't doing this shit. Right. Oh, I love my up. friends. <laughs> so I can see Chuck now. <laughs> you see it right? It's so funny. <laughs> 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 
talking about it. And you know, and you know Chuck, Chuck either be smoking the chewing gum, he'd be like. <laughs> and so, man, I, man, I'm telling you, Dust, like, Dust, man, I'm telling you, man, we weren't doing the shit, bro. I'm just, you know, to be honest with you, bro. Like, we, we ain't doing the shit, man, because it's against the art. And you know what we have? We giving it up, bro. We Bro, that's, I'm gonna tell oh you, my man. God. Why Chuck do you Harvey, sound man. like I love it. Chuck. Because I didn't spend some quality Chuck, fucking time with him. And that's how I know we ain't gonna insult him mm-hmm. by the Bolitas <laughs> with this goddamn music. That's why I won't give her a mic. Oh my God, it's y'all awful. making my head hurt. <laughs> to just the two of us because she didn't make my head hurt. <laughs> so before we start, I do want to take the time to mention my friend Nedic, who passed last week. I'm like in an awful mood today, honestly, but I'm going to power through because we have a job to do and you guys are going to make me laugh regardless. So I know we'll be fine. But my good, good friend Nedic was unfortunately killed last week, which is like devastating to his community because He's just such a force, you know, whether you loved him or hate him because he was like such a force, like a big personality, contrarian, like he's that friend that would debate with you about everything. And sometimes it was overwhelming because you really had to be like sharp on shit around him, you know, but I loved him for that, too, because he just made sure that you were just like the best version of yourself, you know, at all times. That was like a big thing for him. And he's just a great friend. I've known him for a long time since I was in college. And for someone you love so much to have such a devastating ending, you know, that he wasn't even involved in no weird shit, you know, because I was I was having this combo with Dustin earlier. Like, if that's the life you lead, you know, the consequences, you know, like if you're in the streets like that. But it just wasn't even the type of time he was on. And he just unfortunately, you know, just walked into some crazy shit. So I am devastated. I love him. I just wanted to take the opportunity to celebrate him. I know a lot of people. I saw so much love online for him to the point that I was like, he literally knew everybody. Like it was low-key insane. All these artists and creatives and I mean, you name it. He just was on everyone's tongue for the past couple of days. And I just hope that he has an easeful transition. Um, I want to celebrate how awesome of a human he was, how good of a friend, how solid, how loyal, just all of the things you could ask for, especially being a woman with a man as a friend (laughs) that can sometimes be a little touchy, but he was just always really solid, always made sure I was good. And it's just, a devastating loss like I can't it's like a brother literally getting ripped and snuffed for like just senselessly and I think when it's senseless like that it's harder to process and move on from I literally haven't shaken it from my brain this happened on Thursday of last week so just had to send him some love to his family his brother his mom you know his nieces just his whole family and what a life sending love to all of them and love to you friend you know thank you you know god bless medic god bless his life his his wonderful legacy i saw tons of of out a a huge so much right and support um, that made me happy different people so definitely a life well lived and um 
a lot of love left behind him. So God bless him and his family and you, his friends, all everybody connected. Yeah. And the good thing too, when someone passes on is like, you know, they're, they're going to be fine. It's really us that are left with like, not have, not hearing his voice, Mm. not being able to just call him, you know, bragging on him online, bothering him in the DMs, like just the things you do with your friends. That's probably the most heart wrenching part. Like they're just not there anymore. Like I literally would watch his IG stories. I kid you not. Every single day, he's one of the few people I was just on it because he would be, like, posting really dope-ass information all the time. Like, he's just that friend, like, books and theories and, you know, uh, conspiracy theories. He was that guy, too. And so I was always just so fascinated with the new shit he was on, you know? Like, he's just that person. And to see now, like, there's just nothing that, you know, the silence of it all, like, it's just, like, it's, it's wild. It's yeah. a wild feeling and not being able to just shoot him a text or anything or call him like life is wild. But, you know, we celebrate you, brother. And like I said, my biggest thing now is just hoping that it's an easeful transition because it was a jarring, you know, way to go. And I just hope that that doesn't affect how he moves on to the next realm, you know, but we love you. <coughs> Love you, Netic. Safe travels. And I just had to take, you know, carve some time out to celebrate my brother. But Asante, you have a Black Business of the Week for Ooh, us today. Yes, I do. A good one, A too. good one. Something hopefully to take the edge off. And I need some myself right, right. about now. I need some. Okay. Okay. Um, this comes from <laughs> Oakland natives who founded a business in their community. And there are, excuse me, this is a quote. As Oakland natives who founded a business in our community and who are realizing our true potential, we are dedicated to investing in others so that we can do this, so that they can do the same. This is from thesip.com, which is a wine service from two black women. They created it. It's, you can either do a wine subscription service or you can shop and buy bottles independently they have these curated boxes these really cute accessories the website is really cute also has their bio on it this was the real reason i chose the black business of the week because on their bio um (laughs) so they have the cute about us section first of all the whole website looks really good like really pleasing to the eye and they're not trying very hard which i love you know all the web designs important when you're doing business correct correct so erica davis on her bio she has her get pumped up song is beyonce 7-eleven and Catherine Carter. Okay, seven eleven, seven okay. And then Catherine Carter, the other <laughs> co-founder, her bumped up, get bumped up, get pumped up song. Excuse me, is Usher's "Bad Girl." I just had to share that because that struck a chord with me. I love the both of them just for that. Bad girl. Um, I thought you was gonna say it was "Pumps in a Bump" by MC Hammer. <laughs> you see, you wow. and MC Hammer. So like, I should be like, oh, oh, oh okay. I remember that summer. I was young, but I was in my grandma's uh, house. Well, <laughs> Uh, well, you'll love you some Erica Davis because her favorite day is Sunday girl brunch. With the duh. In the boat. <laughs> duh. Okay. Only way to roll. So make sure you check out the sip.com. That's T H E S I P.com. They have the perfect box for any occasion. There's rose boxes, there's champagne boxes, there. And then if you love the box, again, you can go to the website to purchase a full bottle. And they're Oakland natives. They're trying to give back to their community, support their business. And everybody drinks. So get you some more for yourself. Mother's Day just passed. Get your mama a bottle. Get somebody a bottle. Give everybody a bottle. Sip.com. And that's our Black Business of this week. I thought hey. um, the state of Mississippi had gotten a cool <laughs> website. That's what I thought the Sip.com was. I was going to be like, oh, they didn't got I'm going to move to Mississippi. Hey, you know that? 
the state of Mississippi, <laughs> remember on life, that it's like the state of Mississippi ain't interested. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, you said you're going to move to Mississippi mm-hmm. one day, Asante? Mm-hmm. Me and my mom were talking. Are you for real? Me and my mom were talking, <laughs> and I, I have it in my head. I, one day now, not in like the next five years, maybe, I don't know. But one we have land down there, so I was like, you know what? Like, it just got a lot of wheels turning. Oh, that's so I was fine like, now. Damn, mm-hmm. like, like a lot of wheels turning. So that's like where I'm trying to like put in like my five, ten year plan. Like, what how I'm going to build out there. I like that. Be part of that community and all that, so. You know how cute that be in Santan, Mississippi. I like. I just it. can't be. I'm about to have to change my name down there or something because if everybody knows that Asante's in Mississippi and I decide to like grow weed on my farm, like everyone's gonna know, and then I can't grow weed no more. <laughs> I mean, you have a built-in. <laughs> so I'm like, there, y'all gonna have to call me something else when y'all come to town or something. Like it just can't be that. Like can't have the spot blowed up. But it would be kind of cool to like build. I, I told you I'm always obsessed with like in, in, expansion and all that, so it'd be randomly cool to like build like a studio scene out there where niggas come to like unplug and like make their music or some shit like that. Like basically, yeah. Uh, you're that. Wyoming. Wyoming. <laughs> yeah. You see that, um, Khalees is, is building out a studio in her farm. No. Like on her farm. And she was showing the process of it. Cause you know, I, Love her. I follow her on Instagram and TikTok. And she posts, it was like this big trailer came in and then she showed that she's literally building out a recording studio on her farm. Good. I'm like, that is some fucking music amazing. She's been putting music mm-hmm. out. She's dropped like two singles. Like, I think she's, you know, kind of testing the yeah. waters. Also, but you know what? She just went rest through in some peace shit, to her right? husband, yeah. too. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. So, who recently passed. So, Ooh. I know, you know, there's a lot going on there, but we love you, Khalees. Yes. And, My bad, Khalees. I forgot about that for a minute. But yeah, yes. and supporting her because that's awesome. She's like out here. I'm obsessed with her farm content. <laughs> I'm obsessed with her music. I've loved Khalees. She's so gold, like man. One. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Like, for sure, for sure. I told you we went to the same middle school. Wow. <laughs> uh, Y'all was bumping for Of course we did, no. right? <laughs> Two little weird farm girls. <laughs> but, and it's a, it was a farm school, so that's why it's funny yep. to see that's why our lives with it now. now too, these old, you, yeah, because she really doing it. Like, I'm baby steps towards it. But you still looking really and thinking about, here. like, oh, she remember that from school, huh? <laughs> you know? She's out here Full asking advice ass. about squirrels and shit that are eating her her like harvest. Like I'm like, this is the life I want. I love it. But anyway, <laughs> last week's episode <laughs> titled Issa Ray says squirrels always look. Was that on Insecure when she was like, why squirrels always look like they forgot something? <laughs> that, <laughs> that was, was a, yeah. <laughs> the scene with her and Nate when they were walking. <laughs> And she'll say, Why squirrels? And you know how squirrels run. <laughs> the way they run. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> it's the way you just did it, though. It's, it's so last week's episode, <laughs> titled Gone Till November, Dustin <laughs> brought the story of Nanny Doss, the giggling <laughs> granny, to the hop button segment and as always those of you listening y'all really enjoyed this one they love this this uh, story of nanny Doss. so many takes there's so many comments so, yeah. a lot of things said a lot of things said right as always those of you listening had a lot to say who stood out to you with something i actually 
was in the Twitter streets, and then I'm going to swerve into the Patreon streets. Uh, A lot of people stood out to me. I'm going to start with Tierra Danielle underscore. Um, Swiss Beats was the producer for Queens at Hey Assigned to Add Hey Friend Hey. I remember hearing that in the beginning, and then I just think I forgot because it was so bad. Like, when she said that, I was like, oh, yes, I think I did know this. It just did not. He did the music? He was the producer. Apparently. The beats and stuff, like, I guess, but... I don't know who was. I, none of that sounded like his. No, I'm not I saying like anything. I just mean as far as like reminiscent of his. If sound. I go back, I'm surprised. If I go back to the show, I guess the music itself wasn't that bad. Then who's in charge of the writing? Like, I, like somebody still fought here for a lot of things. But if Swiss Beats was right, because he can do but so yeah, much. But if, <laughs> if he was the producer, still, I guess. Sorry, Swiss. Like you know. It's showtime. Um, also wanted to swerve into the sound, uh, the Patreon streets. Excuse me. There were a couple of the, uh, comments here and I couldn't keep up with everything. So I'm going to just share like one of them. Somebody, Shayla says, too much to dissect from this episode. I'm screaming on the floor. Fran Grandma, grandma is the real giggling <laughs> granny. She got that ill na na. Hashtag legendary. <laughs> Alexa, play fabulous. Ooh, you be killing them. I'm crying. But on a serious <laughs> note, Queens lost me halfway through, but the one gym that came from it was Brandy's song, Hear Me. That song had me in a chokehold for weeks. I love it. I did not hear that song, but it's Brandy singing. I did. So it is it good. Oh I well, I I don't yuck yum. <laughs> so you know, you like That's it. A good way of putting you it. love it. You <laughs> love it. You like it. And I know you used to say you like it. I love it, but I'm not gonna say that about this. <laughs> Last comment I'm going to choose. I haven't heard it. it. I ain't heard it either. So I saw like, damn, it didn't, it didn't come across my way. Because, you know, when songs, you know, be hitting, they hit. Like how, to Dustin's point from last week, them songs from Star, they were so good, they were playing them in the club. Like, like, like I didn't even realize for the longest time. Well, first of all, I didn't realize for the longest time that Kiki Palmer song was uh, on Star. But then after the Kiki Palmer. I can fuck some cats up if I want to. After the Kiki Palmer song, I learned that that other song that they were playing in the club was from fucking Empire and had been out before the damn Kiki Palmer song. The look at my body. Look, I was like, mm-hmm. these are like what? I had no idea. These are actually like really good, like standalone like songs. You can stand alone with the music. Um, to that, Tati, uh, speaking of Kiki Palmer, Tatiana in the <laughs> Patreon street says, hey, y'all. So the Kiki, Kiki Palmer song is not new. It's from her Disney days back in like 2007. I'm not sure what motivated her to re-record it. Like it was a highly anticipated <laughs> release, but I guess that that's the reason for the 2.0 lol that makes so, i guess more sense because it friends, does make you sense did say that that video it. did not match that song which for no. me it was all about the video anyway so to see that so i guess tatiana to your point like i don't know like it was not a highly anticipated release like why she's did she do that fun. she's having i mean fun. she looks great the video looks great i just wish she would actually made a fucking song to go with it then like girl this like you look so fucking good you got little poses you showing the girls that you could be a threat but then we hear the song and it's like okay well where are they playing this but it was from fucking disney in 2007 or around then so thank you type type in those of you listening type in i'll be loving you claude kelly on youtube and you'll hear a demo that claude and i did for kiki (laughs) (laughs) and it sounds a lot like this Y'all so I know eat that, that up while you I got the, the opportunity. Before she go in and hit up YouTube and be like, that. "Hey, yeah. can you um okay? You better get to watch it." <laughs> and you hear you hear me coming on, on the fucking hook. That shit. <laughs> but you know what's so what's so annoying that people that are her fans, you know, and that and know who I am. They're in the comments like, "Hold up." <laughs> 
Because <laughs> I don't think it says my name, but I, if you know my voice, you know my voice. You know what I mean? So <laughs> that's a little random tidbit. <laughs> but it's a good, it was a cute song. I don't think she took it though, but. Honestly, <laughs> this is cuter so far than the one. This is. <laughs> But you know how labels were. You never really knew what the hell they were looking right. for. You was really just throwing spaghetti at the wall and hoping something stuck. So, but just had to throw that out. Look at Asante bopping. <laughs> That's my girl. <laughs> he is so funny. But, um... <laughs> I'm sorry. I couldn't wait. Just in case she was going to call a YouTube or something. I was like, I have we to have, right Honestly, now. we have... That was probably my most fun era of of working on music was when Claude would have to do demos of artists because I would have to morph into whoever <laughs> he was working she was Cat DeLuna. <laughs> <laughs> you hear that? No, in the, you hear the comments? <laughs> well, first, I, we, we'll talk after and I'll tell you. This, this was great. Somebody Thank was you, like, friend. is this the wind-up girl? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, friend, what did you find out there in the streets? Because we will be over here I, all day messing you know with what? me. <laughs> I was in the gated community as well <laughs> and Naya mm-hmm. Sanford said... There's actually science that correlates severe head injuries to serial killers. A guilty pleasure of mine is my favorite murder podcast every now and then. And they discuss often how serial killers all have had some sort of concussion or damn near. In psychology class, there's this common story about a man who turned violent after a car crash caused caused a bar to penetrate his frontal lobe. Oof, Jesus, and he survived that. My God. So yeah, that that makes sense because that's how I was wondering. Like, did they make a correlation with Nanny Doss that like that injury turned her into this person? And and is that an excuse? I mean, I don't know how that works in in courts, but the other reason something. I found out about her was because she was the inspiration between behind rather um, the LL Cool J hit uh, Heads from I. <laughs> Gotta get your head sprung. You know, because they said she had a deep ass voice. Sprung. So <laughs> you. Did y'all see the picture someone tweeted us of her mama looking mm-hmm. at her? Mm-hmm. <laughs> they yeah. was like, look, her mama knew because <laughs> she was looking at her crazy. Also, last week was weird because it was such a mystic zone. If you're a new listener, that's what we call it when we say things and then it happens. Like the fact that we had y'all were talking about queens and then it's mm-hmm. canceled the next day then i was mm-hmm. talking about the story with my grandpa and then kevin samuels passed the same way rest in peace kevin samuels like um, that was so mind-blowing to me that woman then killed kevin samuels and now the world's going up in flames you see that it's a shame <laughs> Yeah, I, that I was mad say. at everybody trying to find this girl on Instagram and just posting anybody with the name. I was like, I would be so pissed if that was me. Like, why y'all gonna Because if make I was hot? that woman that killed Kevin Samuels, I would have oh been like, God. if y'all don't quit posting pictures trying to figure out what I look like. I'm mad you keep <laughs> killed her. It's just like, get used to it. Because oh it's just God. like the lady who killed Selena. Oh you know God. what I'm saying? Oh <laughs> it's the woman that killed you know Kevin Samuels. It's the woman that killed Kevin Samuels. And I'm tell you something. Now we listen, okay? <laughs> we don't know how it happened. All we know is they was together, okay? Then nobody say they was 
can join. You know what I'm saying? They they just sit here. Oh my god! So they just said they was in the same room. Okay, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> we don't know. The Bible say you never know the hour or the time. <laughs> so you know. So this yeah, week's yeah. episode. <laughs> now Dustin I said, "Do we was that his? Was that his? <laughs> Shout out to Viva La Nail, right? Viva La N-E-L-L-E. She said, friends on pod. She was a 904 hoe. That's my city. Uh, <laughs> In what? relation to the Kalashnikov. <laughs> <Conversation. Dodge? laughs> What is wrong with y'all? So so I just feel like that would bring us about the fog. Also, shout out to uh, Evil Center, who is, oh no, not Evil Center. Who's the one that did it? What's the actual TikTok? The the girl's name is Bitney or whatever. The lady, fuck it. The girl who was singing in that dog's face. Y'all seen that video. Did you see it, friend? With the um gold? <laughs> yes, no. with the gold chain. <laughs> I just want you to hear just a section of her singing riding dirty to this dog telling him he looks so handsome with his chain on. <laughs> I know that dog tired of her. Yes. His ears. Look at his ears. I just wanted to give a shout out to he that. He was dog like, "How do I right? turn these off?" The, the fact that she was inspired of all songs because she just—that's the song that she was, you know, inspired to sing when she thought that the dog looked good. So the fact that she said, "Look at y'all doing this Cuban oh, they see you rolling and they hate." Turn it. <laughs> He was so cute. <laughs> I just love how these dogs be so sick of people's shit. You seen the one where the lady be doing her dog's hair, like putting weaves yeah, and God. like swoops yes. braids and, and braids. No. <laughs> I'm gonna Where's find this to you, Sante. It is hilarious. My aunt, dog. my aunt, my dad's sister was on America's Funniest Home Videos last week. Because what that show's still Yes, baby. Yes. Wow. Yes. I mean, that guy to be in season of five hundred twenty-five thousand six hundred. But uh, <laughs> anyway, so my wow. aunt was on there though. They did her and my aunt's goddaughter. Well, my aunt and her and her my aunt and her grand dog, I guess it would be my first cousin's dog, Milo, were laying on the couch. And my aunt's goddaughter did a fart prank. She like played this fart noise. And I swear to God, I'm gonna find this video and send it to y'all. My aunt and the dog turned around at the exact same damn time. Like, <laughs> to see, like to see what that noise was. And it was the funniest thing ever. And it made America's own funniest own videos. That so is so what an honor. Mm. That's iconic. Yeah, Who yeah, don't yeah. want to be on America's so funny of the damn dog? Milo and her both turned around at the exact same time, y'all. Like, uh, 
my aunt's goddaughter, my homegirl, she played the noise, the fart noise, like, you know. And at the same time, my aunt and that dog was like. <laughs> did it look like your friend when we did it? It was so funny. It did. I love y'all. I needed today. I really did. We gonna did. make you laugh so, today, girl. Yes. I appreciate it. I knew you would. That's why I was like, I can power it through. I know I would be able to. Hey, HBCU fam. Get ready to turn up the energy. McDonald's and the Thurgood Marshall College Fund have $1 million in scholarships at 53 HBCUs for 66 brilliant students. This year, you could be one of them. But time is running out. Did we mention the $1 million in scholarships? Apply by March 27th at tmcf.org. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. This week's episode is an Asante special <laughs> as he takes the last puff. What we getting into this week, Asante? What what scary tech are we walking? Oh, it's your turn this week, Asante. Look at Asante. What scary tech? They see you rolling. They hate it. Try to catch Asante. (laughs) While you over there singing and playing damn Jocelyn, you should have played that tweet from earlier. That's what you should have played at the top of the show. Um, Which one? Oh, uh, crime up Monday. Oh. Yeah, I played that on the show before. You don't remember? Oh, it was my this was years ago, years ago, years wow. ago. But I played that on the show. Before, the always cry, before he's this time. speaking to you guys. I often send Asante stupid, dumbass texts. This is a really quick caveat. I send him stupid, mm-hmm. dumb texts um, that are, are funny and I know he'll appreciate. Yes. Well, today I tweeted uh, a video clip of a mix mashup someone had had done with. Uh, the beat to Come Back to Me by Janet Jackson and the lyrics of Crime Mobs, um, Nuck If You Buck over it. And Asante gonna tweet me talking about, now this what the fuck you should have sent me when you gonna send me stuff. Cause he likes the song. Yeah, I'm just saying if I could make a request. Um, anyway, 
<laughs> no crazy scary tech this week. It's actually crazy that you uh, needed the laugh this week, Fran, because I, I was thinking at some point I wanted to do a serious episode and then I was just like, ooh, not this week because I just don't and right. can't and really I won't. So maybe not any week. Um, Anyway, so where I landed... <laughs> Since we always talk about technology and y'all know this is a black podcast where it's Black History Month every month, right? I decided, Truly. well, actually, I happened upon an article on HowStuffWorks.com uh, by Molly Edmonds. And it is, it was published uh, or updated rather January 21st of last year. So if any of this information has changed, which, you know, hopefully it shouldn't have changed because it's history, right? But history changes all the time. So who knows? But this is titled The Top 10 Inventions by African Americans. Okay? Mm. Now... This reminds me of Jada next I remember they did an episode where they made up inventions. You know, I was thinking about... No. <laughs> They're so annoying. <laughs> okay, so, you know, just for that, towards the end of this week, we're going to come up with some inventions. <laughs> but to get it started, let's start off with a little bit of history. So this is the top 10. We might not have to share all 10, but maybe, why not? Who knows? Is Madam C.J. Walker and George Washington Carver on the list? I so, know first. I'm, that's the projects I come from. Shout out to George Washington Carver <laughs> Project. So the article <laughs> actually starts, you know, when asked <laughs> to name an African-American inventor, many people might immediately think of George Washington Carver and peanut butter. The two have gone as well yes. together as peanut butter and jelly. They go on to actually say he didn't actually invent peanut butter. <laughs> What it's a, a, it's a myth. Minute. It's a myth that George Washington Carver came up with peanut butter. But <gasps> what? Who wrote this? Scandalous, shit? right? They trying to take away our our fucking. Oh no, they're not taking away from it. They're clarifying. They're just and, saying and, and edifying, Ooh. right? Because that sounds like a hot takeoff rip, right? Yeah, it sound real Candace Owensy. <laughs> <laughs> Carver wrote this is credited right part. <laughs> with devising 300 different uses for peanuts, including dye, soap, coffee, and ink. And his inf- innovations provided the South with an important crop. But peanut butter wasn't one of his ideas. So it was just crazy. Uh, starting. To, so he knew what to do he, with He it. gave somebody okay. the means of creating peanut butter, but since he created the means, they just said that he created peanut butter. But I just thought that, that was cool that they started off with, yeah, I know y'all gonna say Carver and peanut butter, but he ain't really invent peanut butter. You can actually say he th- invented 300 uses for the peanut, so you can really say, like, it was more than peanut butter. I mean, butter. but still, that's so G, though. 300 uses? Like, what? I don't it even... Is. I wonder what those even are. You know what's funny? I have to shout out my friend Thomas. What up, Thomas Wernham? He, um... He's one of my homies from high school, and he used to call me peanut butter because I lived in the Washington Carver Oh, Project. that's actually cute. But you know, I went to private school, so he didn't want to make it hot for me. Even though most people knew, but he would be like, "What up, peanut butter?" I was like, "Shut up." (laughs) I, you know, I've always like maybe because I'm older, but I think even when I was young, I've always loved like the private school. Like I've always loved the juxtapositions. Like if you were the private school girl in the projects, like two fucking different ass. Yeah, you get to you get to switch Mm -hmm. up. You get to take breaks from one or the other at times. You get to really lean into each of them depending on what you want out of it. You know what I'm saying? So it's like really cool. Yeah, good way of looking at it. (laughs) If any y'all out there dealing with that, you know those identity issues. You know, glass half full. Anyway, <laughs> Carver, I know you were talking about a lot of the uses. So I actually went up to try to look up what some of these uses were. Because when they just said like soap, dye, and oils, I was like, really? Is that really it? Like just that? Um, what he ended up doing was he was separating the oils and the fats and all of that 
became this humble, this humble legume, the peanut, right? Um, when you separate the fats, oils, gums, resins, and sugars, he found all these different uses from the peanut. Um, they say wow. the cosmetics included face powder, shampoo, shaving cream, and hand lotion, um, insecticides, glue, charcoal, rubber, nitroglycerin, plastics, wow. and axle grease are just a few of the many valuable peanut products discovered by Carver. And that is from the nationalpeanutboard.org. Okay, so... <laughs> the peanut board. <laughs> how you get on that? <laughs> well, because when they said, you know... The Supreme Court, the National Peanut Board... <laughs> Listen, you you know, the, the peanut allergy people were trying to get peanuts up out of here. So I guess they had to develop the board to keep them. I don't, I don't know. Okay. But that was so many boards. Where was he from? Did Ooh, it say it probably did? Because where was he doing all this? Like, how did he have the resources, so, the access? Like, I'm so on the curious. Peanut board, they, do, they do have his early life. He was born into slavery in Diamond Grove, Missouri, around 1864. Uh, he left Diamond Grove at age 12 to pursue an education, which led him to Iowa in 1890. Um, he began to study music and art at Simpson College, an accomplished pianist and painter. His artwork was displayed at the 1893 World's Fair. Painting enabled him to combine his two loves, art and nature. Yet it was his horticultural talents that took him in another direction in 1891. Carver became the first African-American to enroll at what is today Iowa State University. Woo. Wow. <laughs> no, I'm just funny. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so, so he left... He left the plantation at 12, headed up north. What? Wow. So I wonder, like, how, you know, like, how? How did right? he, what was he able to pull? Especially you know, like, like, who, these, like, who got him? Especially, like, in the, like, eight, late 1800s, early 1900s and stuff like that. I'm always interested to, like, know what, like, that networking or That transition, and yeah. And resource. I know it was the Great Migration, yeah. but I'm just curious, like, how did that happen, like, was it his family? Did they meet somebody? Like, that's amazing. Wow. It probably was his family. Little nigga got tired of their ass and got on down the road. You know what I'm saying? They probably had told him, like, I don't give a d- You can't have none. You know what? I'm out of here. I ain't trying to. Little nigga left. 12 years old, dedicated, never looked back. Well, he graduated Shit. from Iowa State University and became the school's first African-American faculty member. Um, in 1896, what? he received a request from Booker T. Washington to become the director of agriculture department at Tuskegee, Tuskegee Normal and Industrial School in Tuskegee, Alabama. Um, at, when he got to the school, he saw wow. that they were short on funds. So he had to literally buy equipment for his own lab. Him and the students, they would search trash heaps for items to use. His resourceful his resourcefulness proved that he was well ahead of his time. Reusing the old equipment with his students was an early example of recycling and the conversation of natural resources. Thus began Carver's five decades long research projects that focused on helping Southern farmers nurture the land and produce crops for their families to consume and sell. So he was always wow. working on agriculture and horticulture. Man. Hustling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Um, so Carver has a really, really dope story. That's not even on the list of the 10. So again, we might not get to all 10, but just so you can follow along or look up any of this information, you can go to either HowStuffWorks.com to look at all 10 of these people. And you can also go to the NationalPeanutBoard.org to look up more information on George Washington Carver. But I believe that link is wow. in the, uh, um, I believe that link. That's so cool. I feel so connected to him, you right? know? Actually, right. I don't think that link is in the article. I think I did independent resource to get, uh, research to get that. Anyway, um, we're just going to go through the list of the 10. I'm going to tell you some of the stuff that they came up with and why they really should be mentioned more. Like, why we should just be talking. Because all these people, like, this is like... It's cool to yeah, know, too. Like, these are everyday 
things that we yeah, use. Yeah, so you can hit somebody with it real good. Integrated into our so, lives. So, you know, when someone's like, he yeah. only created peanut butter. He's like, actually, <laughs> he laid a foundation with 300 different uses and, like, really laid on them. That's why I was like, you know, it sounds real hot at the beginning. Right. He's like, it's not. He didn't invent peanut butter. Who wrote this? Like, I was like, that's a hot take now. Don't let the, you know, don't let the clickbait fool you. No, I'm just playing. That, right. It's so I, fascinating. I, I hate me a well actually ass motherfucker. You know <laughs> Ooh, what I'm saying? Especially on Twitter. But oh. in this case, it's useful information. <laughs> so, you know, we just taking the information. We're going to mind the information. It's, it's black well actually information. Message, not message. You always got to get, you know what I'm saying? You always got to have something in your back pocket for the whites anyway. So, because I really was satisfied <laughs> with whites. thinking the nigga made peanut butter. Like, that was fine. It was. When, you know right, I was like, damn, like it kind of shattered my world when so, I was like, damn, it's all this other yeah. stuff. And I didn't even know. Like, and then white people making all this money too. And so it just took it's me like, down a whole other Excuse me. So. We like them making peanut butter. Right? <laughs> have you. Well, they say it's not who did it first, it's who did it best. Right. He was like, I didn't make the peanut butter, but I found 300 fucking uses Listen, for it. Wouldn't be no Jiffy if he wouldn't. Exactly. So that's why whoever probably finally <laughs> did make peanut butter was like, no, Carver gave me the means to make this, so y'all put his name down. Like, and we just making sandwiches. He's right. out here making fucking... Everything. <laughs> li- literally any and everything, everything else. Powders and stuff. I was like, whoa. If I was George Carver, I'd tell me, you're Cosmetics. nuts. Cosmetics. <laughs> Las bolitas. Are y'all from here? Got you by the bolitas. Carver's bolitas. Now that would be mad disrespectful. Just I was just saying we should Carver's name the episode Yeah. Man. GWCB. So have y'all heard of Apostrophe Small the Murphy bed? Do y'all remember that? Y'all know what that is? Yes, a Murphy yeah. bed coming out on the I wall. find them so fly. I Hell really yeah. wanted a Murphy bed. And I always be like, damn, I should have got one. It's so smart. If I had the office, I would have mm-hmm. invested in the Murphy bed and like made my bedroom like my office slash uh, bedroom. Anyway, um, before the Murphy bed, there was uh, a folding cabinet bed that was created, correct? The folding cabinet bed, it was... An idea that would, if you had limited space, you could fold this cabinet into a bed, and then it could also be folded up as a desk. So you could, like, switch it up, like the Murphy bed. What? In 1885, Sarah Good became the first black woman to receive a U.S. patent, okay? So that's just, like, you know, separate from what we about to say. Legendary already. Like, off-rip. Wow. She Talk about kicking doors down. And so she had that in 1885. She was born into slavery in 1850. Um, after the Civil War, she wow. moved to Chicago, opened a furniture store, and it was there she came up with the idea that would bring more urban residents with limited space into her store. And that's how she created this bed, um, the folding cabinet. By day, the piece of furniture could be used as a desk, but at night it could be folded out into a bed. She received her patent 30 what? years before the Murphy bed. A hideaway bed that folds into a wall it was created. Yes. So, yes. That is awesome. You know what? I'm also amazed that they granted her the patent. You know what I mean? Considering First the black time. Woman. So, you know, like that they, it was a big deal. They weren't like, oh, let's steal this, like everything else. You know, <laughs> so do we call it do the it Sarah ourselves. bed now? Hmm. Right? The right. Sarah good. See, when you say it like wow, that, friend, I, I immediately thought to myself, like, when she applied for this patent, you know, everybody in their mama was like, oh, excuse me, while I go get someone else. And yeah, like, like, I wouldn't have trusted you know, that. I would have been scared that they would have been like, it's our patent right. now. They're like, oh, denied, <laughs> and then reapply with their names on it. So, yes, yeah. great that she got it. She might have been cool with the white girl at the office. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, you're cool white on yeah. Gilded Age. And maybe this is what the show was talking about, y'all. The Gilded Age? Mm-mm. Remember that sitcom back in the day? Murphy Brown? 
<laughs> so maybe that was a little bit of, you know what I'm saying? Maybe they was letting us know Murphy Brown. A little that history. That, yeah, that band is Brown. The Sarah, <laughs> Murphy Brown. Murphy Brown. That's really about wow. the history of you Murphy Bed. You just pulled out a core memory. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> Murphy you. fucking like how Brown. I wove that weaving that needs to be done. You got to wove, you got to wove <laughs> the weaving <laughs> sometimes. That's right. You don't weave the weaving. Wow, that's amazing, y'all. Like, think of the time they were creating these that's things. That's why I'm like, right. Lord, I was like, oh, like, Look at all the resources that we have now, and like it's hard for us to. Shit, well, it's hard for me to get up in the morning, shit. Let alone, and we'd be stressed. Let shit. alone <laughs> invent damn. something that could like change the world. And I'm bringing this. Like, the reason I wow. want to talk about these people, anyways, because whenever the country falls on bad times, people find ways to get their highs and them lows. So <laughs> somebody black out there is listening, and you just need to connect some dots. I don't know how. I need to connect some dots myself, but I wanted to just give some information. Maybe if you heard someone's plight where they came from or you heard what they invented you thought to myself like hmm, i had an idea for something similar to that or that could be beneficial to that anyway uh, get up go out and get you a piece too um speaking of getting you a piece <laughs> this next invention was actually invented accidentally this person thought that they were going to teach someone a lesson and they actually were taught a lesson <laughs> a more lucrative one though uh no chef likes to hear that his work has been rejected but george crumb um he made magic out of one man's discontent in 1853 Crumb, George Crumb, uh, with no, it's not without the B, so it's C-R-U-M. I want to make sure everybody's spelling it right so they get the Googles going. Like scum. Put this resp- oh, yeah, and Sarah Good, by the way, in case anyone wants to Google any of these people, is Sarah with an H and then Good, G-O-O-D with an E, okay? Um, but yes, back to Crumb. Crumb was working at a chef at a resort in 1853 again in Saratoga Springs, New York. A customer sent back. What was that hotel show we watched? The White Lotus. The White Lotus, yeah. <laughs> the this White is the Lotus. White- what year was this? 1853. The whitest lotus <laughs> in Saratoga Springs, New York. Um, he was working as a chef at this resort, My God. and a customer sent back fries. He said that the fries were too thick, too mushy, and not salty enough. So Crumb was pissed, and he decided to cut the potatoes as thinly as possible, fried them until they were burnt crisp, and threw Stop a generous it. handful of salt Stop on top. It. He sent out the plate to the customer, hoping to teach the patron a thing or two about complaining. However, the customer loved the crisp so much. And soon the dish was <laughs> the jokes right there. It was soon one of the most popular things on the menu. Holy shit! He came up with the salty skinny fries. No, he came up with the potato <laughs> chips. Oh wait, he cut, what? He I'm cut the potatoes as the, yeah, so. Right, I'm thinking. He, so this man sent back his I'm fries. He just made so he like made him some new ones with fries. some potato. He just cut pota- thin Shoot potatoes strings. and he made potato chips in 1860. When Crumb oh, opened his wow. own restaurant, every table received a bowl of chips. Crumb never patented his invention, nor was he the one who backed them and began selling them at grocery stores. But junk food lovers have him to thank for this. Um, so Wait, what's his name again? George because Crumb. this is an icon for me. I love chips. George, George Crumb. C-U-R-M. <laughs> I need to make him an altar. For real. What you gonna put on it, friend? What, what chips you gonna put on there? What baggy <laughs> purple bag of Doritos. My favorite, the jalapeno mm. kettle chips, okay? Mm. It's all I eat. Mm-hmm. Love a good little kettle, <laughs> kettle, kettle chips. Kettle mm. chips. Kettle chips are oh. good. Mm. Kettle chips, period. Y'all remember the the Uts? Uts. Yes. Chips mm. that the were seasoning. like in a, it was like a brown bag. Do y'all remember br- that? I don't it remember. Like I, show, I remember the brown bag. My friends from the D.C. area, shout out to y'all. When I was in college, they would always come back with it from D.C. And I was like, what the hell? Because they didn't have those in New York for some reason. It was in a brown bag. It was like 
it almost looked like a car like cardboard like it was weird but it was so literally hands down the best chips on that, earth and i've never been well, able to got find a couple them again. bags that, that ain't to be played with because asante i know you remember the way we used to murder them yes <laughs> look i was sitting here just thinking the like day. the us i'll go give me a bag right so now you get to show i had one <laughs> right of years now. okay oh my Gosh, god Woo, so shout out to you george crumb yes sir right for making yes, chips sir. have a dip <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> All right. Uh, the next invention. You should have known somebody black came up with chips. Okay. I mean, who else? Now, this, ne- <laughs> this next invention, it's going to come with a little. Wait, wait. But the fact that he came up with it being petty like, is just Oh, iconic. you think you're going to, you want, you want to talk about my French fries, motherfucker? Oh, I got something for your ass. And then he's like, damn, these are better than them fries you sent out the first time. And it's like, wait, what? You, you like them? You love them? Oh, you wow. all gotta try these. Iconic. It's like, oh, we gotta Legendary. order. We gotta make uh, f- fries. He got now. He got to thinly slice these potatoes all night instead of making actual fucking fries. Like, so he was pissed all that night until he started like doubling back and made his restaurant. Right, Genius. that, that white man had complained about them fr- uh, f- potatoes the same way Kenya Marlo complained about Kenya's eyelashes on that trip. Remember, Sante? They, they got on the wrong ones. They're too thick and they too big. That's that's oh what he said. God. <laughs> that's what he, you remember yeah. that? Asante? It's so mean. Mm-hmm. It's true. Um, the multiplex telegraph. Do y'all know what the telegraph is? Like the little, it was like a little like cardboard thing, and people could do like the little Morse code looking thing on it. We've never these. This is something that we've never. That's an older game, right? <laughs> no, it's not a game. <laughs> I think it's a game. It's a game. <laughs> um. So with <laughs> wait, let me make sure I know what the telegraph is because I need to see it. So the, I'm going to tell you what it is in a moment. It's like an old ass way to get mail to somebody. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Is that the one and it would be like ding, yes, ding, 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 yes, like it would click? Yes, mm-hmm. yes I, I know it from movies. Right, obviously. right. That's what I was like, we ain't sound friend. <laughs> How does it sound friend? Is that the one that'd be ding, like, ding, what? Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> and the woman would be in front of it <laughs> with like the little earpiece. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. So wait, a black a black person invented this? No, we no text not the telegram back in the day. <laughs> we always, we always had something to say. Every all the essentials. <laughs> wow, the multiplex telegraph. <laughs> because I was just trying to get you to remember what the telegraph was itself. It's just it is that piece of communication device. But the multiplex telegraph basically it's an induction telegraph or a system. Um, which allows workers to communicate by voice over the telegraph wires, helping speed up important communications and sub- subsequently preventing crucial errors such as train accidents. So this was something that allowed uh, train dispatchers to do that <laughs> in 1887. So that's why it was such like, you know, wow. Granville T. Woods uh, is the name of the inventor. Definitely black. <laughs> Granville. Black people in STEM. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Please carry no, don't do this. Um, Woods invention. I love this. It allowed again it allowed dispatchers and engineers at various stations to communicate <laughs> with the uh, moving trains via the telegraph. So that's why I was so <laughs> it was the multiplex telegraphs because it was used for train communication. But uh, conductors could also wow. use uh, could also communicate with their counterparts on other trains. Prior to 1887, train collisions were a huge problem, but Woods device helped make train travel much safer. I bet it they ain't having no way to talk to each other. <laughs> so I just blow the whistle. 
That's what that's what, that's what Too Short was talking about. <laughs> Crash every time. That's why that didn't work. They had to come up with something. That's what, that's what that black lady shoes talking like Young Holy Miami. Brain. I guess we gotta do something. Oh, no. <laughs> something like every time. Well, it gets even hotter, right? This story or this particular invention because <laughs> Woods was sued by Thomas Edison. He claimed that he invented it. He tried to say that the nigga stole it. Oh, but Woods won that lawsuit. <laughs> and eventually Edison had the nerve to double back and ask him to work at his electric light company. But Woods said uh-uh. he hit him with the Heisman and was like, no, nah. he, he decided to remain independent. He also received a patent for a steam boiler furnace for trains, as well as for an apparatus that combined the powers of the telephone and the telegraph. So he said, Thomas Edison, you can keep it. And he said, first of all, <laughs> bitch, I ain't steal your invention. So I guess he might have got some money. I don't actually know how that worked back in the day. And then uh, secondly, he said, girl, I don't want to work for you because I got all my other shit cooking. And he had his other shit that cooked. So shout out. There was protest. Wow. Granville T, capital T, Mr. T Woods. Um, Went out there on them dirt roads with a Granville. A lantern. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> she had to hold up. Hell no, we won't go. That's what they were saying. <laughs> no wait this just took my brain back to last week's episode hold a lantern put a lantern to my bosom <laughs> what is wrong with us what is wrong with you <laughs> this show <laughs> the listeners oh we're my so God. crazy wow this is this is amazing right like when I was <laughs> black people what else the niggas didn't do Asante well <laughs> This one might actually ring near and dear to your heart because I know that y'all are shoe lovers. This should ring near and dear true to my heart because I need these devices and I do not use them. Just calling myself out there. Um, Excuse me if I am messing up this last name, but this particular person, uh, this gentleman was born in Suriname in South America. Um, Jan Metzliger. Matt's Leaguer, excuse me if I'm saying that incorrectly. Uh, Jan was born in 1852 and was 21 when he traveled to the United States, speaking no English, but landed a job as an apparatus in a shoe factory in Boston or Massachusetts. At the time, the shoe industry was held captive by skilled craft uh, by skilled craftsmen known as handlasters. The handlasters had the hardest and most technical I job. A, cobbler. a what? <laughs> I ain't a cobbler. <laughs> Maybe that was a later name. Maybe that was. Maybe they had changed the right. name. It's a modern, yeah. a modern title. So even though it always reminds me of somebody hitting the shoe with a thing, like a cobbler. Oh yeah, a cobbler. Go ahead. Like peach. Um, the handlasters had the hardest <laughs> and most technical job in on the assembly line. They had to fit shoe leather around the mold of a customer's foot and attach it to the sole of the shoe. A good handlaster could complete about fifty pairs of shoes a day, and because the work was so skilled, handlasters were paid very large salaries. Again, this was you know, 1850s and uh, later. So it made the shoes very expensive to produce because they had oh, to do damn. this. Um, Matt wow. Zeliger got tired. Matt Zeliger. It's spelled M-A-T-Z-E-L-I-G-E-R. So for those... Z-E-L-I-G-R. Matt Zeliger. Yeah, so for those that need to look it up and, you know, if you're just calling me country, I am. So I'll take that. He got tired of waiting for the lasters to do their jobs because they worked so slow. Um, and because they were so slow, there were all these huge backups on the assembly line. So he went to school, learned some English so he could read books about science and manufacturing. Even though he didn't have any money, wow. he made models from spare parts and scraps. And after years of study, he produced a shoe lasting machine, which produced between 150 to 700 pairs of shoes a day to the hand lasters 50. Uh, 
Jan died wow. at a young that's age. That's a big jump. Yeah, like like one fifty <laughs> to seven hundred. I guess it depends on the style or whatever. But um, it wasn't even seven hundred people wearing shoes back then. Motherfuckers <laughs> were still walking around barefoot. They didn't give a damn back in the day. They go outside in a minute. You know when you get into it, your neighbor back in the day, they go outside stomping on that dirt and them rocks and shit. <laughs> They didn't give a fuck with some execution style. Uh, well, hopefully he wasn't one of those people that wasn't wearing <laughs> shoes because Jan died at a young age of influenza, but at least he left the legacy of more affordable shoes for the general public. Um, wow. Moving Iconic. Right? Like, I'm just thinking about being at a job that I don't like and inventing something to change the industry. Like, like that is what I'm thinking. Like, I just can't be like, this cannot be my life. Like, I have to figure out a way to capitalize on this without doing this or something like that is like what I'm thinking when right. I'm thinking about some of these people. Now, I know that that may not be their thought process at all. Some of them was thinking about, you know, slavery and shit. So. But for me, I'm just thinking about how much easier we have it to. I'm just saying, you look at what these people are doing in the 1800s and shit. It's like, the fuck am I doing? You know, when people are like, you ain't doing enough in the day. It's like, I'm looking at these people. They're like, like that lantern. They come in there at the nighttime, please, put a flame on that lantern. <laughs> you and the lantern. Like, yeah, you've been, you ain't, you ain't putting in your load. You know, they're getting that shit. <laughs> You ain't, you ain't putting your shares, your load, your shares load. They, you know. <laughs> what is that? That's, that's, that's how they would quanti- quantify back in the day. You ain't cropping your share to load. <laughs> Boy, you know, they come in there, you know, you hear them boots and spurs. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Back to the train yard, another invention with <laughs> with trains. Um, there is an invention or a device called the, the oil cup. Um, there's a inventor named Elijah McCoy and he invented the automatic oil cup. Um, he was born in 1843 to parents who escaped slavery via the underground railroad, 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 railroad. Um, McCoy was sent to Scotland for school and he returned as a master mechanic and engineer. He was sent to Scotland for school. But do you want to know what's fucked up about that? Even though he came back, you know, with the Scottish education, he couldn't get no damn job because he was a black man. No matter how, who the hell want a black Scottish motherfucker back in what year was this? Well, he was born in forty three, <laughs> eighteen forty three, and um, so we gonna assume we gonna just add twenty years wow. on that. So sixty three. They ain't even want Scottie Pippen back then. So you you already know, like <laughs> you can forget it, baby. Well, a black son. <laughs> To make it worse, because, you know, they escaped the Underground Railroad, stay up north. So the only work that McCoy could find was with the Michigan Central Railroad. McCoy's job was to walk along the trains that pulled into the station, oil the moving parts by hand. So that's so this oil cup, he realized that he didn't have he was like, I got to do this shit. So he made this black people had to walk the train. Well, probably because he was. No, it was because his job was to look at the train yard and oil the damn trains because, you know, the trains was getting squeaky. So they had to loop. They had to lubricate them. So they, you know, when hit the brake and then the shit scrape and derail. Um, But his ass was like, I don't like I'm not doing this shit. I'm not going to do this all the damn time. What I'm going to do, especially since I have my Scottish education, you know, um, so it's, I'm not doing <laughs> what he say. How he say it? You were the one about to do the accent. How did he say it? <laughs> how did he say it? How did he say it? He's, Scot- he's Scottish. How, how, how did he say how? it? Come on, not he's Scottish. He's Scottish. Scottish. 
It's, it's like a little British <laughs> with a little <laughs> Irish. I'm like, Spanish. I don't know. I can't really. With, with Ebonics on that. <laughs> so how you going to add that layer? I can't, I can't do that character work right now. Talk about a yeah, new no, I, I can barely make it through the, the main, so I can't. Do... Come on, improv <laughs> skills. Come on, improv Look, skills. There, there are a lot of accents I tried, but um, that one actually probably would be one of the least offensive to try, and I have not. So <laughs> McCoy. Man, my niggas. <laughs> McCoy, the real McCoy, he said he wouldn't go. Lisa the Ray real McCoy. McCoy. Oh, well, maybe that's it. You talking about a Scottish nigga? That's it. The real McCoy, a uh, Lisa Ray McCoy. That is that is a Scottish nigga. A uh, Lisa Ray McCoy. That's what Please it is. Let this go. That's why she wear white all the time. Or she wear swashbuckling Scottish white. Please. Lisa Ray McCoy. <laughs> <laughs> Swashbuckling. Swashbuckling Scottish Lisa Ray McCoy. That's why I attitude like that. McCoy said that he ain't got to do this, so he made the automatic oil cup. Like, it's, like I said, it lubricates the train's axles and bearings while the train was in motion. As a result, trains didn't have to stop as frequently, wow. which cut down on costs, saved time, and improved safety. Again, so them trains didn't get derailed. Wow. Um, the oil cup was a huge, huge success, and imitators began producing knockoffs. However, savvy engineers knew that McCoy's cup was the best, so when purchasing the part, they'd ask for the real McCoy. Lisa Ray. Not Lisa Ray. This is wow. Wonderful. <laughs> um, I told you where the real McCoy comes from. She, Lisa Ray had a oil cup, name this too. episode the real Wasn't Lisa Ray. the first lady of the Turks and Caicos? <laughs> she did it do a stint before apparently. <laughs> what did you say the name is? The real what? Lisa Ray McCoy. The real Lisa Ray McCoy. <laughs> 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 you really want to name it? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It, I'm a jot it down nigga. Scottish I don't nigga. care. I just thought. I'm like, writing it yeah, down. Just, I'm texting it to y'all in, right in the now. All so white, Lisa Ray McCoy. Go, go back to her. Yeah. Talk about the, the real Lisa Ray Lisa McCoy. Ray McCoy. <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> now we know. That, Scottish nigga. that was halfway through the list. Jesus God. Um, a Celtic. <laughs> she did do a stint before. <laughs> Didn't Dwayne Martin ruin her marriage or something? Like, ain't that why they mm-hmm. wasn't friends no more? Um, Speaking of which, did you see it? Did you see? <laughs> Sorry, it's the real Lisa Ray McCoy. Come TikTok. on, Tisha, K- Tisha Campbell did with her sons, um, where she it was saying she's so a black cute. mom. It was so cute. But when I tell you, them sons look just like they daddy. Oh, I, mean, I was like, I her. mean, she was just a vessel. <laughs> I mean, my god, and they, it was cute. It was fun. It was cute that they looked so much like their father, you know. And they, but you could tell that, the, especially that youngest one. His name is Ezekiel, I believe. He has Tisha's personality because he was just laughing the whole time and like engaging with her in a funny way. It was just that just warm yeah. my heart to see that kids, you know. Tisha Campbell That's and so Dwayne, cute. well, Tisha Campbell mean a lot to black people. Yes. You know, she do. She does. So, yes. so seeing her kids, it just was comforting. That's all. <laughs> that was you know, now back to her Scottish nigga, Lisa Ray. <laughs> Moving from Boy. The real McCoy, the, uh, and also from the real Lisa Ray McCoy. Um, number five's invention is the carbon filament light bulb. So y'all know we back in some mess, right? Okay, Uh-oh. carbon filament light because, bulb. Let's get it. Because Thomas Edison often gets credit for inventing the light bulb, but in reality, dozens of inventors were working on uh, to perfect commercial lighting. One of those inventors was Louis Latimer. 
Latimer was hired uh, at a law firm that specialed in patents in 1868. While there, he taught himself mechanical drawing and was promoted from office boy ugh, to draftsman. I just hate that term. Like office right? boy. Um, yeah, anything. Say, but in papers, boy. Right. That's Give me that mail, boy. Office boy. In his time right. at the firm, saddle my horse, boy. That's, 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 that's the office boy. I shouldn't have added you know one. Been. That's why he gave another. You already know how to take. You know exactly who I would have took it out on. The daughters and sons. <laughs> I'd have been like, keep on. I'm gonna darken up them grandchildren. <laughs> <laughs> Not darken up. Keep Jesus on. It's gonna Christ. be some flies in the buttermilk around this motherfucker after I get through here. <laughs> well, okay. While he was working there, he worked with. <laughs> Keep on. Y'all want to start some I'm, shit? I'm going to fuck your life up. I'm, I'm from the black China, yo, Rob Kardashian around this motherfucker. Y'all ain't never getting rid of me since y'all want to call me an office boy. Tell me to get to get to getting cups of silos of water and shit. They, 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 they how they got the water back then with silos and shit. So, so you think I'm going to keep doing all that and ain't going to have some of your youngins? You must be crazy. Asante, please. Edison was working on a light bulb model, model with paper filament. Be a, I bet you went. Be a, a shamanica Edison. Fucking with me. You have a granddaughter named shamanica Edison. And da, <laughs> Devante Edison. Some grandkids named Devante and shamanica and shit. Fucking with me back then. Well, I'd have raised hell all through the village and the county. The village. county. Um, yeah. Oh my God. While Latimer worked at the uh, firm, he worked alongside Alexander, Alexander Graham Bell, or he worked with uh, on the plans for the telephone. Uh, he When he moved on into working in the world of light, Edison was working on the light bulb, but with a model that had paper filament. The filament is a thin fiber. It's a thin fiber mm-hmm. to, that the electric current heats to produce light. Um, in Edison's experiments, the paper would burn down in 15 minutes or so, rendering the light bulb or his bulb unrealistic for practical use. I ain't know what he it was doing. Black people okay. did, though. Okay. It was Latimer who created a light bulb model that used a carbon filament, which lasted longer and made light bulb production light bulb production cheaper because of Latimer's innovation more people could afford to light their homes and Latimer also received patents for a water closet on railroad cars and a a predecessor to the modern air conditioner and And after he got him he did just like this and I just he was the the first one who did that I told y'all like I've been told y'all he's a carbon like I don't know what that like. that that first uh, AC was like, but at, in them times, I just know that that was like a godsend. Or I, so, just off the strength of AC, Lewis Latimer, thank you, because I'm not sure when a, if AC would have came after you know us or something. If a black man ain't come in and you know decide, well, it's hot in here. There's too many niggas in here. We gotta cool this shit down and decided to create his device. However, it came. We should have known when they, when we heard the phrase of how light came to be. Let there be light. That sound black anyway. You know, you should have known it was somebody else and not to uh, let let there uh, be light. You know, it wasn't that. It was a but let there be light. I'm sick of it being dark. Let there be light. That's that sounds black. So I'm we should have so known. And plus, you know we how they act known. like they can't see niggas at night. So it's like we had to. Exactly. You can't see me. Then let there be light. Like we said. That you know what? That was probably the first no justice, no peace. It's probably let that be light. They was fighting to get that damn carbon filament, you know what I'm saying? You that's what it was. Let there be light. At the top of the episode, I know y'all mentioned uh two black people off rip. We just we started with Carver 
And then we also mentioned CJ Walker. We knew she was going to be on the list. But not only is she on the list, but all her business wow. is on this list. Because originally her name was Sarah Breedlove, which some people already know from trivia, but many people may not know or remember. But Sarah Breedlove was born in 1867, orphan at age seven, wife at 14, and a mother at 17, and then a widow at 19. Sheesh. God. Like, at least I got rid of his ass. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> at least that way she was done with that. She supported her family for 18 years as a laundress, which looks really fancy. I wish that was still the word used today, laundress. Like, Ooh, yeah. Mm. Um, but if anything, they should have used that instead of laundromat. I'm sorry, but wouldn't that have been more take exciting? Take your clothes down to, to the laundress. laundress. I'm going to the laundress. Yeah, That's going to be the new name then, because ain't nobody saying Sound it chic. for their hair, so... Um, in the early 1900s, I ain't talking about no dread, no no smock you put on in the front lawn, not a laundress. <laughs> we talking about a laundress. Yes, that would be cute. Yes, I'm living for it. Um, in the early 1900s, <laughs> she re- she reinvented herself as Madam C.J. Walker. So Sarah Breedlove said, "All this has got to go." And now the mat, and then the madam was born. Okay, um, she had to do something to put them business documents in somebody's name. And back then, you know, you could scam and get something into somebody's new name without all this rigmarole we got to go through now. So she was like, well, damn it, Madam C.J. Walker. That'll get the business loans. So fly and what happened? Name too. Well, C.J. Walker. Miss C.J. Walker, uh, formerly FKA Breedlove, um, she suffered from extreme... <laughs> I felt like that was, you know... Um, was that inappropriate? It felt kind of cool. I'm sorry. No. Um, That's why it's good. <laughs> she suffered from extreme hair loss, which was common for black women at the time, due to scalp disease, bad diet, damaging hair products, and infrequent washing. She says she prayed to God for assistance, and a man appeared to her in a dream with a recipe for pomade that would grow and settle her hair. The pomade worked for her and other and for other women she knew, so she began marketing her wonderful hair grower. In reality, she served as an agent wow. for Annie Pope Turbo Malone, a black woman with an established line of beauty products. Malone believed mm-hmm. Walker and others knocked off her products. Miss um, uh, Walker, FKA Breedlove's method of selling her hair care system was just as innovative, innovative as the system itself. She was one of the first people to use direct sales. She hired women to serve as door-to-door salespeople, and she taught them how to use all the products in, in a university she founded. Over her lifetime, she employed 40,000 people in the U.S., Central America, and the Caribbean. What? Although she is often thought of as inventing the hair straightening comb, it already existed, but she did improve on the design, giving it wider teeth, which made sales roar. Walker was believed to be mm. the first self-made female millionaire, though the records later showed that she was worth about $600,000, which was still a lot for the time. Um, still yeah. a remarkable achievement because uh, that's a- around $6 million today. Much of her wealth was donated Jeez. to the YMCA and the NAACP. Madam, many thanks today and tomorrow and day, whatever days we left got to come because, girl, you did all of that. Like, the reason that it's, it's dope that these names are brought up so much, but there's still so much history behind them and so much that we can continue to learn from them as we grow, um, whether we grow as entrepreneurs or business people or just people want, want to be good people in the world to do for others. So and continue to press our hair. OK, especially since they widen up that tooth, uh, the, the teeth on them combs. Show me your teeth. <laughs> and didn't they recently do like a re-release? Hold they on, re-read it. I'm not making that up. They re-re-re-read the it. No, like, you know how natural hair, we had that boom on YouTube, obviously, that uh, inspired a lot more people to come out with hair brands. If I remember correctly, the Madam C.J. Walker estate 
like mm-hmm. jumped in on that and mm-hmm. released a, a Madam CJ Walker line. I feel like I remember that because I remember I feel like they hit me. I hope I'm not making that up. Madam CJ Walker products. Do they make tools? I wonder if they make hair tools because a, a flat iron line would be genius to me. Hell yeah. Flat, Madam CJ Walker flat irons and curling irons. Mm-hmm. Fuck Marcel. Should they, they better at least have <laughs> no, a damn. Didn't. They better at least have a damn like professionals line where they can get the damn uh, flat irons and hot irons and shit. Yeah, they do. See? Ooh. You see them? Ooh. Oh, yeah. See, the purple always grabs me. I just. Yeah. Yep. It did like a, a modern release, I guess you'd say, of the products, which is cool. Madam CJ Walker. Shout out to Madam CJ Walker. <laughs> um, because Le- Dustin did Lady Gaga, um, Show Me Your Teeth, uh, this would be right up Lady Gaga's album. Uh, album. Allie, well, album too, since she damn sings. Uh, the next invention that we're going to discuss is the blood bank. Mm. Ain't that crazy? Like, Reading that, I was like, what? Like, not that I ever, like, you ever just learned something was made somebody? Like, I never even thought to myself, like, how was this made or who made this or any of that? But anyway. All the time. Charles Richard Drew. That's iconic. Already had an MD and a Master of Surgery degree when he went to Columbia in 1938 to earn a Doctor of Medical Science degree. While there, he became interested in researching the preservation of blood. He discovered a method of separating red blood cells from plasma and then storing the two components separately. This new process allowed the blood to be stored for more than a week, which was the maximum at the time. The ability to store blood, or as Drew called it at the time, banking the blood, for long periods of time meant that more people could receive transfusions. Drew documented these findings in a paper that led to their first blood bank. After he completed these studies, he began working with the military. First, he supervised blood preservation and delivery in World War II, and then he was appointed director of the first American Red Cross blood bank at a blood bank for the U.S. Army and Navy that serves serves as the model for blood banks today. However, he resigned from his position because the armed forces insisted on separating blood by race and providing white soldiers with blood donated from white people. Drew knew that race made no difference in blood, composi- in blood composition, and he felt that this was unnecessary segregation and it would cost too many lives. He returned to his private life as a surgeon and medical professor at Howard University, and then he died in a car- oh, he was killed in a car accident in 1950. Excuse me. So, oh, man. Um, Charles Richard Drew, Please. shout out to you for making something super dope and innovative and then seeing something wrong and saying, well, fuck y'all, <laughs> and going back to your... Yeah, because... <laughs> I ain't got wow. this shit anyway. I'm a motherfucker. Hell, surgeon, I'm already, you know I already I'm got saying? all my fucking credentials. I don't have to stay here and do all this bullshit. They should have put that on his list. The first person to tell somebody to kiss <laughs> his ass by the job. Hell yes. You know what I'm saying? By the job. First person to tell people to kiss his ass by the job. Because that's what he the did. Most, the most impressive thing about this list that you're reading off is the range. Right? Mm-hmm. You know? So that's why it's, it's like, like we were involved in everything. Everything. And then it's like from all walks of life, you got a nigga that went family came out of slavery and said all right well america's trash so take your ass to scout right and then considering right considering the times it's just like wow 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 the things they were able to do like it's incredible getting patents and shit putting Mm -hmm. out products back when people black people couldn't even walk down the damn street you know what i'm saying they were getting this kind of work done it's incredible and then for that time like you know well, we don't know, thank God. But like for that time, I'm sure getting blood because you have to separate it by type, that had to be hard as fuck. They couldn't save whatever blood. So it's like they might get a lot of blood one week, but it's only of a certain, uh, you know, like negative or O or whatever. And then now they separate it by race, too. And then the shit going bad instantly. Like, no, like that was it's out of control. But I'm glad that people are a little bit smarter today. But, right, so here. Um, but moving on, we're going to talk about something that 
is, I don't want to say a little bit obsolete, but something that was very important for the time and maybe not as appreciated nowadays, but should still be appreciated because I still find myself dropping whenever, you know, whenever you find like, well, sometimes when I find lost things, I do just throw them away. So I'm not acting like I'm an angel here by any means, but you ever find someone's like ID or something and there's like nowhere to hand it to. And then you like put it in a mailbox. Mm -hmm. Well, the protective mailbox uh, where you drop your, your public mail into, it was created by a black person, Philip B. Downing. You expect it to reach its destination safely and in good condition, but in 1891, the people using the U.S. mail could make those kinds of assumptions. Uh, Mailboxes were semi-open, which made it easy for thieves to steal mail and for elements like rain and snow to damage those letters. So without him, you know, when you you was younger writing letters to Santa Claus and y'all putting them in the mailbox, imagine you walk back by Mm -hmm. and you just see like a bunch of wet-ass letters and like, so Santa ain't getting them? Like, that's crazy. Like, what? <laughs> okay. Uh, Downing he changed all of those uh, all of those words with the mailbox design that featured an outer door with an inner safety door. When the outer door was open, the safety door remained closed, so the mail was safe from thieves and inclement weather. When the outer door was closed, the safety door would open so that the deposited mail would join the other letters in the box. The this safety device so smart right, just said you know fuck y'all stealing assholes like we getting like. Back then, people were probably, like, mailing cash, too. So, like, Um, this safety device allowed mailboxes to be set up everywhere near people's homes. Born into a middle-class family in 1857, Downing had a long career as a clerk with the Custom House in Boston. He also received patents Mm. for a device to quickly moisten envelopes and one for operating street railway switches. So, it's, like, dope (laughs) that these people invented shit. I just realized I don't... See any mailboxes anymore? I still see them. Is it just me? But I don't like see them frequently or, or I use them as much. Like when I think about it, especially where I'm at now, I don't. Oh, I yeah. there's none. Like I don't even see any. Period. But I'm thinking in New York, like my um, block where I lived, that there weren't no mailboxes. Oh, but like in a downtown area, I, I always find like randomly will see like a mailbox or something like somewhere. So I weird. never like took it into account. They like, definitely room. No, I was just gonna say, I never, some, right? yeah, I was gonna, they have to have done that because I never took into account how many were like close or not close. Like, is that, yeah, because I feel like when you think of when you were younger, there's certain things that you saw, like there was always um, pay phones, mm-hmm. uh, you know, mailboxes, just kind of like, especially in New York, that's just so much, it's such a dense population that was probably on every block. But now that I think about it in my older age, I feel like I don't remember seeing. I know pay phones are kind of like obsolete at this point, but yeah, you know the but the the pay um, phones, they're around. You just don't really use them for that because I feel like and and it got (laughs) scary. Like nobody want to put their finger in to get the coin. Once I heard about that, in there. (laughs) First of all, I never really did that, but when I heard that it was a thing that there were things, and I was like, "Well, I for sure ain't doing that." Yeah, they always warned you, like, "Don't put your finger in there." Not in New Mm -hmm. York. (laughs) Hell no. Razor blades and shit in there. Okay, like you're gonna get pricked by a syringe, right? Or someone's poop or something crazy. Oh well, we have one last invention it's the number one invention again for all of you that want to follow this list and you want to be ready for next year's black history month or you just want to be able to whip out some facts on somebody uh trying to be karen or something just just because you could be smart if you want to make if you want to make any of this information your uh what's it you put at the bottom of the email your your signature your signature because <laughs> you know there are some wild signatures <laughs> that are so done. So, um shout out to sarah good <laughs> okay uh g-o-o-d-e good okay the number one on this list is the gas mask 
Garrett Morgan. Wow. Okay. Garrett Morgan, and, and we're we talking about range here. Garrett Morgan only received a sixth grade education, but he was observational and a quick learner. While working as a handyman that turned the, at the turn of the 20th century, he taught himself how sewing machines worked so that he could open up his own shop, selling new machines and repairing broken ones. While trying to find a fluid that would polish needles, you know, that lubrication, Morgan happened right. upon a formula that would strength, straighten human hair, his first invention. Morgan went on to save countless lives with his next two inventions. Troubled by with, so it was like crazy. He just like I was came up with perm. Yeah, like he just had a knack for things, so he just kept it making shit. I guess. Uh, and then his next two inventions again, they saved countless lives. Troubled by how many firefighters? So just for me. I wow. want to stop. I didn't shine. Um. Mm-hmm. Troubled by how many firefighters were killed by smoking the job, Morgan developed what he called the safety hood. The hood, which went under the head, featured tubes connected to wet sponges that filtered out smoke and provided fresh oxygen. The primitive gas mask became a sensation in 1916 when Morgan ran to the scene of a tunnel explosion and used his invention to save the lives of trapped workers. In 1923, wow. as automobiles were becoming more common, Morgan went on to develop an early prototype of the three-position traffic signal after seeing too many collisions. So, sixth-grade education said, I got to do this, I got to do that, I got to do this, and just kept inventing stuff and making stuff. Like, modern-day superhero, like, whoa, Bruce Wayne, what are you doing? Um, There are so I I had some follow-up questions. I had, like, you know, just like a little, you know, (laughs) after discussions, right? I'm not going to quiz because I Mm -hmm. was barely, I was barely able to give the lesson, right? But. Yeah, we (laughs) Okay. (laughs) What is something you find really useful that you maybe wish you invented? You don't have to have a knack for any of it. Just to say that you, like, that was your shit. Because, like, to be able to say, like, yes, bitch, I had the hair care system. I did all this. Like, to be able to talk your shit about these sorts of things. What would be your thing? Like, what is something that you just, today, like, how we would, like, Fran, you was like, chips? Oh, I got to look this up. Like, I wish, like, what would you like your name to have been synonymous? What type of invention? Toilet paper. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> because That's I don't give one. a fuck what part of, I don't give a fuck where we at, what's going on. It's always necessary. Mm, that's damn. That's a really good one. I feel so dumb now. Fran, what about you? I mean, shit. I'm trying to you think. Like everything. Bamboo. Right? <laughs> Bamboo. <laughs> you walked around and touched a plant. <laughs> I mean, Bamboo. I think I think there's no no invention more iconic than electricity. Mm. Yeah. Like just straight up. I mean, it's like everyone. Well, maybe not everyone, but most of the world depends on it, you know, no matter what. And it's never going to change. Like, that's just something that is always going to be, there's always going to be a need mm-hmm. for it. So I think that's the most iconic. That is just like, imagine being, imagine coming from the family, you know, where you're like, oh, yeah, they're the heir of electricity. <laughs> what the fuck? Talk about old money. Watts. Okay. I remember. <laughs> the Watts. <laughs> That would be cute. I, hate you. I remember it's funny that you said like I remember somebody that I some a friend of a friend. I just remember them like talking shit. They were like, "Yeah, that school has like a helicopter landing pad because uh, somebody's child like of the UPS people they go there or something like that." I didn't know if that was true or not. Oh, That's why I wow. want to say any of the information because that could have all been a lie. But I just thought that was so random. I'm like, imagine like everybody know who your family is or what they gave. So like they're like, "Oh, well, we gotta build them a helipad," or they're like, "Um, we need to build a helipad to school so my child to get there on time." That's how my high school was in New York. Like 
every like there were kids whose parents were their names were their family i should say mm-hmm. were on the buildings because mm-hmm. they're all like created shit yeah like big companies and corporations that their parents had created or i know there were people whose parents made jingles that are like famous like it was just everyone's parents did some banking yeah off of like something come on which was always so trippy come on the real who like, the real who's who kids. <laughs> literally it was crazy the real um <laughs> my answer you know since you said electricity friend was i i mean since we already tackled it ac was I, when i heard you know the precursors of the ac i was like i wish i could have said like <laughs> i am the reason that niggas are cool because imagine going to just the hot ass like mall like you know when you walk into somewhere that ain't got no ac and it's like a business it's like whoa oh, no, yeah. it so imagine yeah. they're just having there was none like or like people was just walking around fanning and that was enough like i just don't even know what that life would be like and i am i thank god every day <laughs> that i don't have to find out we thank Same. you yes we thank we speak his name we speak your name god because my <laughs> thing is you I, I came along at the right time there's certain elements about being about existing in time periods that were before my time that just wouldn't work for me no cars <laughs> riding horses no you know phones what I'm saying? no phones you gotta uh yell in a, a two cans and a string you know I talk saying? a lot of- but you know what i do wonder too progression sorry to interrupt you progression is awesome obviously like seeing all these inventions but don't you ever wonder like what inventions have made the world worse no like you don't think the phone made the world worse? I appreciate the phone. Look they, at all the secrets and shit we didn't be able to talk about on the phone. I mean, the, the real phone. thing is, right, because, you know, I, you know, I really, I was just literally about to say, I talk a lot of shit about this timeline, but because, you know, the multiverse, but at least I came in this yeah. period of this timeline because I don't know if I could have did it back then. And I just don't <laughs> know if, like, I just... Even though the world takes things and they run with them, like even the blood bank, they were like, well, now we can find a new way to segregate. It was like, no, I just feel like people are going to people. So you can come up with something that's going to save humanity, uh, prevent global warming. And then we're going to go. We're going to find another reason to kill the earth or something. It's just like people going people. True. They mess yeah. it up every time. How many conversations have we had on this show? I've told y'all it's because people are involved. They fuck stuff up every single time. Doing things just yeah. for the sake of being contrarian, doing things as well. I, uh, what if? What I, Elon Musk buying Twitter? People just do, they just fuck shit up. I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. Messiah complexes. Yeah. Have you ever, <laughs> have you ever. Fran really sent that to our group text. <laughs> Sure it's did. always something when you open up the text in his friend and you don't know like you just it takes a second because i remember when she said cool story bro in that episode and i was like is she telling me cool oh the name of the well damn oh, <laughs> i thought I she was that. sending us a note like you know you like, 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 wrapping up mm-hmm. like um, i forgot she had said <laughs> have you ever have you ever invented anything or wanted to just in case you have invented something <laughs> that i ain't know now this is going to be so random right because i asked y'all before you do hood inventions you know hood inventions like my neighbor upstairs like (laughs) shout out to alan (laughs) this is when i was still living in the carver project Mm -hmm. and you know he couldn't my mom is is caribbean so she wasn't gonna have like men from the building just up in our house it just Mm -hmm. wasn't a thing even if we were cool um so he lived right above me his bedroom was above my bedroom and so he would like 
wrap things in bags and then tie it with t-shirts and we would like pass things back and forth to each other <laughs> like food magazines cds like just rigging that shit straight out of jail <laughs> jail shit <laughs> i just imagine someone watching us like what the fuck did they be passing to each other with them damn t-shirts you know but it worked and it was fun and it was cool we and it's a it, memory so. you'll have forever like literally that's like- forever and we had like a morris code like he had a specific whistle <laughs> and i would be like okay he's he's <laughs> and i'd go to the window and i'd see the bag coming down <laughs> So you know you invent things to just make it through the day. <laughs> well, well, yes. Hood, hood, MacGyver shit. You know, I, I do right. know. Um, a shout out to XD. One of my <laughs> one of my favorite jokes that he probably don't even remember. A long time ago, I don't even remember the when, where, how, what, or why. But I actually, I think it was XD and Kia. I was just having like a real fat moment. I was like, I wish that like companies would get together sometimes and do like collabs like collab biscuit like you know imagine like they take the best parts of like you know the chicken from chick-fil-a and put it with like the biscuit from mcdonald's or something like that Red like yes. every night. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> i imagine y'all both threw your hands up <laughs> y'all those of you not watching they both shifted in this my seats. god that just sounds y'all are I mean. hilarious <laughs> a dream a simple fantasy that sounds so good like Let's patent that. <laughs> um, Y'all about to go to Chick-fil-A. Collab Biscuit, that was the tweet. Um, ooh, but friend. <laughs> oh, I feel like Homer Simpson right now. Oh, like. <laughs> oh, <laughs> ooh, Jesus. Oh. Yeah, so Dustin, funny. what would you invent? Or have you invented anything? Or, like if you could. I told you. Well, no, this was a new question. So it was before, what's something you found really useful that you wish you invented? And this is something, have you invented anything or have you ever wanted to invent anything? I invented the saying, like, when people say, shut up, I'm the person who said, introduce your bottom lip to the top. And I really take pride in that invention. Wow. wow. Like, why don't you introduce your bottom lip to the top and shut the fuck up? That was all. You know, now me sitting so. here and going. Dustin, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like somebody, mm. it, it, for anybody listening, you need to get, like, a Webby or something, an award for... Thank you. Making people think about their jokes <laughs> because every it's it's never just a look at that pink blue light in the back. It's always something more cosmic and and like just it, well thought out and even the timing. Like it's just just the intricacies. I just feel like you should start a master class if Thank not you. today at some point. Um, Thank you. I used to copy off my friend Jasmine. She was smart. So I that my smart. I, I used to copy some of mine off of Antone back in the day because she just, you know, y'all know Antone. Jasmine would do her homework. You, you look, so like that would make, you know, like she would literally do the homework. So then when I get to school in the morning, what's up? Uh, let me see. Uh, let's copy it. Man. That's how I got so smart. Wow. Look, some people didn't even have to get that smart sixth grade education. Nigga just kept toting inventions out. Um, if you did ever come up with an invention Personally, how would you want your invention to change the world? Make it easier for black people to have a better time okay. out here in these streets and this in this thing we call life. That's what I would do. I'd invent something like that. So I don't know what that looks like. Maybe it's a you don't gotta be specific. Uh, Karen blocker. Just whatever the intention you know is. Maybe some sort of I I'm gonna invent an app 
that literally will make the shoes of a Karen feel an electrical current underneath the soles of their feet that drops them like buckles their knees to the ground. So that's what so I'm said the, the that's some software the that's shock. got a Bluetooth. Yeah, the K Shock. Matter of so fact, as it's accessible to the poor, I'm good for sure because it's gonna be on the phones, all different types of phones. And then, <laughs> speaking of K, uh, when no. we gonna call it K. I'm sorry. Where is never mind. No, it's, it was about, it was bad. Okay, so well, say. thank you. Um, it was a K. It was a K-pop joke. I'm okay, good. Like I that. thought it was K Capri, right. but either way, we can go. Fran, oh, what no, did you? No. Uh, what? What? How would you want your invention to change the world? How would you want people to feel? How do you want? What lasting impression would you want something to have? I mean, it's similar to what Dustin said. It's just something that brings ease. Y'all already know my favorite word to people's days, especially poor people. Like, if it's you can come up with something that just makes people's day feel like they can get through it, that would be an awesome invention, whatever that looks like. Especially in this day and age, because shit. Hell yes. <laughs> the Gilded Age. I <laughs> this is a crazy. Time. I wish I could create or invent something that would leave some sort of understanding upon people. Like so sometimes, and not like a shit stand, and not everybody, job. right? Like I don't necessarily need to understand <laughs> wow. the bullshit. But as far as like you know, if you mad at someone that you love and you just need to get what I need, like you just need some understanding, or you want to give some understanding. Like if I, I was able to do some sort of app or vibration or something, like to be able to just be able to have people like like imagine couples that don't want to be in no damn argument and they just you know hit their little button like i don't want to be upset with you and the other one hit their button i don't want to be upset with you and not that it just resolves it but you know they actually can have a conversation figure out how to work through their stuff before moving forward or whatever just something Aww, like a communication yeah because i don't want it to be like something That'd toxic cool. and like man my bitch tripping again i'm gonna I press go press that button girl so we can resolve like i don't want it to be nothing <laughs> like that but like it's not something to make people bypass it but Really or to, to rope in back with y'all's inventions, unless it's override for the whites, and it's like you know, it's like you need to understand, you need to believe in me, head alone. And then the, you press the button, and like <laughs> right. you know, I was being such a Karen a moment ago, and it's like you were, you really were. It's like I'm sorry, can I buy this for you? It's like, mm, but you could actually pay my rent. Like, no, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, I want something oh, wow. to leave some understanding upon the world in some way, form, or fashion. I like that, but not to be used and abused by people that just want to be understood to capitalize. But for people to actually resolve issues so that we as a race, a human race, can move forward and elevate and live in Star Trek for real one day since niggas want to go to space because we kill the <laughs> Earth or maybe actually save each other so we can save the Earth. Everyone just needs to feel good so we can all, like, as a unit, fix problems. But because people got so much money, don't nobody want to do none of that shit. So I just wanted to share because it is Black History Month every month here at the Friend Zone. That was cool. This, thank you, Asante. Thank you. Uh, and again, the article that I read from was from. Oh my God! I closed the tab so fast, and I need to still send it to how friend. stuff works. How stuff works. How science. Stuff works. How stuff works. Com. Com. And that was an article again from January of last year. But these facts are timeless. So. You all go out, look it up, sciencehousesoftworks.com, inventions, innovations by African-Americans, learn the names, use them against white people every chance you get, or pick up some trade and, <laughs> well, not that trade, but pick up a trade and try to invent something 
and make some money and send us some once you make some okay I just you know get back to the friend zone shit and that doesn't mind you I'm still thinking he meant that's why I said not that trade I immediately said not that trade (laughs) and then I said pick up a trade and you know what those of you listening if you know anyone who's invented something or you you invented something I would love to hear that too because you know we have such a wide range of listeners that are like global so I'm sure somebody made something somewhere and if any of this information seems wrong to you feel free to leave it below in the comments but also let the person know who wrote this article because that's where I got the information from I'm not plagiarizing so I'm just trying to highlight something for the blacks so we can live graciously together because I don't want nobody saying you spread misinformation like it was listed here as that I tried to do some research on the side and give context provide all those things so that we as a family can learn and grow together so thank you this has been this week's hot button issue I feel smarter today I love (laughs) y'all I'm so happy that I did not go with anything depressing today (laughs) 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 and now let's bring in the wind chimes so how have y'all been moving your body i already see dustin's jokes loading up but i'm genuinely asking like you know especially we've been so sedentary we're not like touring and kind of like moving and grooving we're not in the studio we don't get to like move around like we really were so a lot of adjustments have had to be made have been made Ooh, grammar have been made Me too, girl. um just to stay moving and active, you know, like that was a big part of why I moved out here too. Cause I was like, Oh no, I'm getting older. I need to like get out there. And unfortunately I had my injury in October that I had mentioned. I had my, um, a bad fall that bruised mm. my tailbone. If you've had a tailbone injury, you know how that is like hell. Cause it's like everything you do is with the, you know, you're sitting down, like it's your tailbone. So everything hurt, recording, driving, sitting, sleeping, it didn't matter. Um, it takes four to five months to heal, which is crazy. A long time And then I fell pain. again. Oof. Well, crazy. And then I fell again in the same place, the same location. I mean, it was eerie. And I had just hit my five-month mark of healing. Jesus so Christ. my movement has had to be modified, obviously. Like, I'm fortunate I can't ride my bike, which sucks because I just got, like, the flyest bike. Um, everything's, like, a little challenging, you know? Even driving, I have to drive with, like, a pillow. Yeah. Sitting here to record is challenging, you know? You but driving, I, I get it done. You know, I'll be driving. I posted, first of all, I posted on TikTok. I made my they first see me TikTok rolling. post. You posted on TikTok. <laughs> and I was, but it wasn't me driving, obviously, because I can't record and drive, but I posted a cool um, scenic video. Oh, you know those scenic. <laughs> you not there yet, but you'll get there. Trust me. But it cracked me up how many people were in the comments like, you driving and filming, <laughs> friend? That's the level of. I was like, I am not. <laughs> but also check me out on TikTok. I posted <laughs> videos up there which is super cute (laughs) one of them is crystal she was like no you didn't but it's it's super cute but anyway so to keep my body moving i've been trying to find you know softer modifications so doing a lot of walking Mm -hmm. doing a lot of like softer yoga which is like the yin yoga that's the one that like instead of trying to be this warrior yogi you're just like 
holding the poses for longer. It's less poses. It's like a more easeful form of yoga. So, you know, finding those things. And then I kept seeing this girl pop up. She's super popular. Her YouTube channel is Grow With Joe, Mm -hmm. J-O. And she does these videos that is just 40 minutes of her walking. (laughs) And when I first saw it, I was like, that is so odd. (laughs) But it's genius, honestly, especially during the pandemic, you know, like she just came up with a really smart way to get people moving. Because at the end of the day, not everybody's trying to like do pull-ups on trees and pick up cars and move them. Like some people are beginners. Some people are just getting comfortable and moving. Some of us have injuries. Some of us are unable, you know, it's like a lot of reasons why people can't be out here, uh, you know, at Equinox going super hard with the weights. (laughs) (laughs) And so I thought that that was so cool that she has this softer, low impact practice that really does make a difference though. Cause I was watching even like people have response videos, which is new to me. That means this is a whole community. Okay, they have response videos of the changes that they're witnessing in their energy and their mental health, their bodies, of course, um, and just like their overall energy for the day, you know, and and it's cool because, like I said, it's really low impact. I tried one of them. And it made me laugh because it reminded me when I was, y'all remember like years ago, I was way more hardcore with my fitness. And I remember- I mean, not playing. I was like the fitness girl girl with the abs and the Mm -hmm. Nike sets. (laughs) So a friend of mine during that time was like, come with me to Zumba. And I was like, Zumba? You know, like, (laughs) it felt so like, "Uh." but I went (laughs) on some, you know, let's just have fun with it. Zumba kicked my motherfucking ass. (laughs) And people was talking shit because, like, the Zumba instructor was, like, an old woman, you know, and it's just like, we just dancing and fucking music with lights flickering and shit. And, you know, when you're, like, a hardcore fitness person, you kind of, like, you're like, this ain't really going to hit the same. No. (laughs) I was dripping sweat. I was exhausted. So it's easy to sleep on these lower impact moves Mm -hmm. where you think, I'm just dancing to the music or just, like, moving my body. But don't sleep. It'll whip your ass. Like, I found in one, one of the videos I did of hers recently, I woke up the next morning way more sore than when my partner trains me. Wow. And those of you that know my partner is, he's like a crazy trainer (laughs) like Mm -hmm. he's certified and he whips ass Mm -hmm. so I was surprised by that because I'm like it just it's such a different workout but it it she targets parts of your body just by those that constant movement you know like your your heart rate is constantly in the fat burning zone it's like so you think you're just walking really fast but doing that shit for 40 (laughs) minutes (laughs) like okay so I'm so impressed I'm like Dustin. <laughs> so I think I was like, you know what? I have to try it. So I've been doing it for the past like week or so. Mm. And it feels so nice. You really do get a crazy sweat, like for real, for real. I love that she plays really fun music. Mm-hmm. And if you're someone that likes, you know, a more playful instructor, she has videos where like it's like a Britney Spears music, you know, like it's only Britney Spears. And then she's dressed in like, <laughs> 
<laughs> the Britney Spears oops I did it again outfit <laughs> where should be walking friend with the skirt huh where should be walking in her living room also it's like walking in place yeah. I thought she you meant just, she would just walk for 40 minutes. like just. No, go. she literally is walking in place mm-hmm. to dope-ass music. And, you know, mm-hmm. she'll have, like, little extra body movements so you don't yeah. just, like, feel weird. But it's... Oh, look at this little... Hummingbird. <laughs> Hi. Um, oh, that just made my day. Oh, uh, okay. I love little things like okay. that. Oh, okay. That just shifted my whole energy, literally. But, wow, I want to hug it. <laughs> Be careful, girl. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, I love it, <laughs> but I wanted to put this YouTube channel into your awareness if you're someone that maybe have been struggling to just get your body moving. Mm. And I know it can be really hard when you go online and the fitness girls are like, Diesel. you know, lifting. Yeah, and they're diesel and they're doing all this crazy shit. And while that's awesome, and you know, I you have to admire the range of like people's fitness lives. I do think, yeah, yeah, it's not for everyone. And I do think it's important to be where you're at. And I agree. This channel to me is awesome. She also has an app um, that can modify nutrition and workouts based on like your particular needs, which is genius. Obviously, she's gonna build off of this the success of this channel. I mean, she has. Two million subscribers. Okay, this is oh, cute. And Let me see a one. She has a hundred and twenty-seven okay, million views. You see uh-huh. her, right? And it's cute because she's in her living room, is super humble, and she got her dog being the video, just staring at her like, "Girl, how much longer are you gonna be?" This walking gonna help a lot of people though, because the intimidation factor is a huge hindrance to a lot of people starting like a real physical, you know, fitness. Of course. Regime. Yeah. So, does she kind of like anybody? And especially with mental health. Sorry. Who you think she looks she, like? Just anybody. Let me see. Nobody I could think of. Who? It's Walk with Joe, right? Grow with Joe. I don't know her. Uh, grow with Joe. Her eyes kind of somebody. I was. I don't. Someone. Oh, she know? got a countdown plan. I was like, I was one of her videos. I was like, what is this countdown? She just started the. <laughs> And she does, she drops new videos every Tuesday She's at 11 a.m. She's super cute. I love her personality too. Like, she be really into the workout. She be sweating her ass off. She be like, woo. Like, she don't try to front, you know? Like, it's not exhausting. She be exhausted with you. She just seems real authentic. I really love how Good she is approaching. Yeah, this channel is doing yes. incredible. Like, look at. I mean, at look at now, her video. I'm like, wow. I love how she. I love how she posts like the views. next. What we finna do next too? <laughs> and I like that too. Just even the her editing style, mm. like it's really clean and obviously good lighting, good audio. And then on the side, like Asante said, it shows you what the next move is that's coming in, so you can kind of like prepare yourself mentally for the movement. Really clean. Um, she has the countdown, which is what Asante was showing. Like that lets you know, because you know sometimes you'll be holding the pose and like staring at the channel to see like, are we done yet? But I like that she has a counter and it beeps when you move on to the next pose, and just really, really well done. Ooh, and doing it's dance fun. Party. And I love it because it's like oh, she you're dancing, okay. like. Yes, <laughs> this is a dope channel. Dope channel. Ain't it a cute channel? She's doing extremely well. I saw her. I mean, she's all over TikTok. Uh, obviously, her YouTube channel is blowing up. And she, apparently, she has like a festival 
coming mm-hmm. up to like a big That's- you know fitness fest with instructors and she's gonna be on the main stage and everyone's gonna be doing it in the audience that's perfect like, and amazing for her and like she deserves that because this is really Hello, like, hey, Ada, that is so cool honestly like really really cool so TikTok once again as grow- <laughs> <She> <laughs> once again let's grow with joe go ahead no I, I just i've been going through the content as you have been talking about her just because you know friend i'm always nosy and curious as to what you've got going on uh she's got walk the way dinner drop it low edm dance cardio dance it's like and it's all fun she's always morning outfits on she has like 15 yeah a little 15 20 minute like just walk off you know get your morning started type thing um she has like evening Come ones on, gospel night dance ones. party gospel dance party she has like black eyed peas like depending on the vibe she michael jackson workout Mm -hmm. okay she figured it out i think she really figured this fitness thing out and i love it because the movements and she's like a certified personal trainer like i was Mm -hmm. looking up you know what made her get into this and she was a trainer at a local gym for like the past like oh well over a decade and then she just brought it to youtube because it's just what she loves to do and then amass this massive following which is understandable because she's so cute mama and, is legit this mm-hmm. is dope yeah like i'm happy for her so i wanted to put that into your awareness in case you were kind of looking for something <laughs> that will get you back in there you know but not necessarily push you in too far to make you want to quit because i know that's what happens too like you'll get in your fitness bag and then you get overwhelmed and you're like fuck that <laughs> but this is like and she don't seem easeful. like an asshole too i'm watching one of her little shorts absolutely not she's super cute and she also i love that you know they have 15 minute ones they have our ones depending on like your energy f- for that day you know so something for everybody they have a k-pop you see the k-pop <laughs> dance workout literally something she for fine. everybody she has a missy elliott dance workout and she even got the missy elliott outfit with like the fitted <laughs> and the leggings <laughs> so funny. she's fun she gets Ooh. it she gets the internet and, and she and don't seem like so she bad cool. like you know how some people seem like they might be a little too much or it's like all right like I'm watching one of her shorts and she's giving food guilt advice and it's TikTok and she's like wondering if I should eat dinner if I did work out today and she's like eat up babe our bodies deserve it and need it so it's like she even got that's the other thing too she got (laughs) she got she got a really like a lot of good advice too on like calories and and just not having guilt over your weight and your body which I like too because even though she's helping you lose weight if that's your goal it's not like the goal of the channel you know for her it's just like let's get moving let's get sweating for our spinal health for our knees for our ankles we're aging just like take care of ourselves so i just like her message and her whole overall vibe and she's really popping like you literally now that you see her you're gonna see her everywhere like i saw her one time i don't know who it was that retweeted her and because you know with retweets you don't always see who is who which account retweeted it but it just pops up on your feed and then i was like who is this girl clicked there because it said you know a walking video and i was like what is a walking video (laughs) clicked it and i was like fascinating like that's dope dope. yeah so check that out want to put that into your awareness and you, what did it say? Grow with Joe. Grow with That's J O. Asante's still yeah, looking I'm, through I'm on her playlist. shorts. She's like, how I feel during upper body workouts and how she's bored. And she's like, how I feel during booty workouts. And she's throwing her ass around. 
<laughs> and her dog is super cute. We have an attitude in the videos and stuff, side eyeing her coming into the oh, wow. before, kind of I didn't see the before until <laughs> before I just was seeing all of her channels, but now that I see the before, she lost 50 pounds. That's crazy. Yeah, she actually just had a baby recently. And I love that too, that she, right? she showed, right? She showed her body transformation, like mm-hmm. the actual change. You you know, you you saw it changing as the months were passing through these workouts, which is pretty, I think, I'm sure as a new mom, that would make you feel inspired, you know, because you're like, shit, I'm watching her do this with her pregnancy weight, you know? Okay, that's and huge. Forget about park. dropping with Drew. Yeah. Y'all got to go grow with Joe. Okay, so check her out. Um, and that's it. That's it for this week's wellness. I'll be doing it right along with y'all. I'm still doing my morning stretches. Like, that hasn't changed. It's been a big part of what's helped me get through these injuries and not be, like, stiff all day. But I needed, you know, something else. And this is, this is like, she's just dope to me. So I had to put that out there. Shout out to Joe. Shout out to you. You're awesome. Love your brands. And that's it. Mr. Music Man. What you got for us this week? I get it. <laughs> I see it. Um, this right? week in music, there is too much happening, so I don't want to talk about any of it for real. Cause whoa. Um, so we're <laughs> just gonna get to the listens lately, cause I'm tired from the first segment, honestly. So I want to know what y'all been listening to lately. As we only just get right to the songs to play. It's just been crazy, crazy times, and I just don't want to talk. I have no comment on any of it, cause. A lot of crazy news. Yeah, eh? a lot of crazy news. A lot. And I just don't know how to handle any of it. So I don't need to handle any of it. So I'm not going to touch it. So we're just going to talk about the music, whatever we've been listening to, new artists, old artists, whatever, and hope that we can keep it moving. Yeah, I'm just going to keep it moving. Friend, what about you? What are you listening to out there in them streets? My favorite, Kenyon Dixon, mm. dropped a project. Did I, I mentioned him, right? Mm-hmm. But his project is, is called Closer. He just dropped it on the 5th. But he has a, a song that I love on this project called Dream of Me. And this is how it goes. Try moving on Every other day that you cross my mind Wished upon a star Hiding in the dark You came to life Wasted No time Wasted I see I see Faces So real You're gone so close, so close to stay, don't run, feels like we have some things in done, I can be the only one, oh, do you still imagine if we meant to be, oh baby, ooh, 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 this whole project, though, he has a song with Tiffany Goucher, who Ooh. you know I love, like, so many dope songs. I'm actually going to play another one from this. He has a song called... But not that one. <laughs> right. He has a song called Isley, I-S-L-Y. Wow. Mm-hmm. And love this song, too. This is how it goes.
past problems make me wanna hold you a little tighter and every time I pull you closer it's only to remind you that even on your worst days I know you deserve it so don't you ever try to be perfect that'll never work baby so I ain't in a hurry cause I already know what you're worth we be back and forth every other day while you act up you getting your back girl you be going platinum got a lot of nerve but I'll give you my last one You know I'm still love Every time I think I wanna walk away I just turn around I got reason another stay Cause I, I still love I still love I still love I still love Even though you make me really feel the same Sometimes what we got That don't ever change Cause I, I still love I still love I still love I still love Anytime Anyplace Don't go away I still love What? I still God love you. That's crazy. Oh, record. Yeah. I mean, honestly, this whole album from top to bottom, Kenyon Dixon, K-E-N-Y-O-N, D-I-X-O-N. The shit. album is called Closer. He just dropped it last week. Show it a ton of love. I literally been waiting. I've been I love Kenyon Dixon. I I'm I follow him on Spotify and I'm always pressed for his drop. So to see that it was an album and it was I it was a surprise to me. I didn't know he was like putting an album out. So that was a pleasant surprise, especially after the week I had last week. So thank you, Kenyon. Mm. Definitely check that out. Show him a ton of love. And that's it for me. I'm glad he's still putting music out. Like He's he's okay. always consistently like put records out, but some people like they put records out and then they kind of disappear on you, and then you're like, "What's going on?" But he's just consistently, and then put, they're always good. Like he's he just getting consistently better. puts out like and quality, better better, like yes. evolving ass. Yeah. yeah, and you saw he's he's works with PJ mm-hmm. and Alex Izzy, like so. He's all just the dope. best people, literally all the best people. All right, well then, Dustin Ross, it's time for you to share what you've been listening to, what songs you want to play for the people today. This song is, I believe, going to be the song of the summer. It's called FNF, Let's Go by Glorilla. This is another song that I'm going to be jamming to this summer, even though it's from last summer. It's called Mona Lisa by LoJ and Stars. Mm-hmm. 
Mona Lisa, baby. Beautiful, Come just like on. you, Fred. Mona Lisa by <laughs> Loja and Sars, S-A-R-Z. Let me save this. That was, that was it. Mm-hmm. Song of the week. So that's it. I just wanted to give Mona y'all some Lisa. little summertime vibes this week. That's all I got for you, baby. Ooh, I can't wait to blast it. <laughs> I, love a good, I love a good song. There's no greater high, literally. Well, I went to Everyday People, so you know I had my Shazam out. I was trying oh. to get everything, but I was partying and dancing at the same time. So <laughs> I just like, like, oh. <laughs> That's fire. Um, Shout out to the DJ. I forgot my iPhone in the other room, so I'm going to be playing these off of my iPad. So hopefully you'll be able to hear them. Anyway, um, <laughs> I guess I should have mentioned a couple of artists at the top of the show since I might not be playing music from there. Actually, no, I, I, um, I will. Uh, I already followed what I was going to say anyway. So LMA dropped hard on my sleeve. Um, and she's been putting records out for it, like Not Another Love Song I've been hearing, and then uh, DFMU I've been hearing. But the tra- it's 15 tracks, what SZA has threatened to come out with. So LMA said, hey, I can do 15 too. Um, I haven't had a chance to fully listen to the entire project, but the song that I did catch was called uh, How with Roddy Rich because how um and i didn't hear the lucky day song but someone told me i should listen to that so i was struggling with who i should play first but i'm gonna play how with roddy rich because that's the one that i did listen to and i did like so here's how and roddy rich what stories could happen rolling with myself i got too attached now i'm working on my health wanna be a savage thinking about yourself i had to attack had to leave you on the shelf oh, well face packs for you i lost my head face that is cool we go again can't let these heartless broken boys win i'm back i'm on my shit again back to business caught my fuel again you out so i can let me back in now Takes to break a heartache. I'm, I'm just gonna drive, just me, myself, and time before I lose my whole mind thinking. Oh. So, LMA, that song is How featuring Roddy Rich. Um, LMA's back, she's still doing her thing, like she's giving you some of what you know her for with a little bit more. And sounded good to me. I mean, me. she always sounds good. I've never had any problems with her vocally. So LMA sounds good. She's looked great since I've seen her recently, but uh the cover looks great as well. And yeah, LMA's back. Just go listen to her. Ten summers uh Ten Summer Ten Summers Records. Sorry, Autumn S's was throwing me off. You know, I get a little juicy mouth too. Um Ten Summers <laughs> Records, uh, they have LMA on the map, so make sure you go listen to her new project because Shout out DJ Musk. I didn't know that the whole project came out. But Lotto is featured on there, Roddy Rich is featured on there, Lucky Day, and um 15 tracks. Damn, damn girl. So that was that song. I felt like I gave it a shady intro. That's why I feel so bad. I wasn't gonna play the song, but I felt like since I didn't talk about it at the top, I should play the song now. So no shade to LMA. Don't want anybody thinking like, damn, you don't even want to talk about her. I just was flipping. Because we're on R and B. 
Another project that I haven't listened to, but a song that I'm familiar with. <laughs> Kalani dropped her project, Blue Water Road, which I've been hearing really, really good things about. I just have, I've been listening to a lot of old music. And so I just haven't made the time. It's good. Oh, I've heard, I've heard bits and pieces of a few songs. So I'm definitely going to give it a listen. I cleaned up the house to it. It's good. Well, <laughs> it's not the only thing. The, the, the project itself is good. But I caught the visual for Up at Night on the record on the project. It features Justin Bieber, but the visual that she has on YouTube did not feature Justin Bieber. Sign, so no, he was part of this damn song. But Kalani, she looks great. She's doing a lot of great things. She's always been like a great wordsmith, and I just, I'm not, I have no complaints about what I've heard. And if you go to YouTube and check out the video for Up All Night, you won't have any complaints about what you see to go along with it. Especially when you hear the damn song, because when I heard this song, this music, and I was like, "Is Kalani doing that?" I'm gonna have to go listen to uh-huh. that. And then even somebody else I knew that one of the fuck more before gave her a co-sign. I was like, "See, but when I played it before all the stuff happened, but you know, I'm always bringing up ocean." She talking her shit on this album too. Like she I gets, bet. she's clear in, in what she's singing about on this album, and it's refreshing. Well, this record, yeah, listen to this it. record itself, yeah. up at, up at night, just watching her like, like glammed up and like given herself still it, it was still very authentic i just was like okay like she's having another season and she's definitely going to be here to stay for a while so let's see how she plays mm-hmm. out and this is again for the 10th time it's up on up at night you wonder why i love you there was never pressure easy as i want to there's just no one better you think it's calculated Baby, I'm just not that clever Never And what could I say? I know that it will go this way Of course you blame it on fate Could I let it just escape? Now at the end of our day I run back thoughts of you Thoughts of you keep me up at So yes, Kalani definitely gave me a banger with that one, and it has definitely kept me up at night because, like, I kid you not, somebody came over and was like, are you watching Kalani? And I was like, this video, like, this visual goes, like, the thoughts of you keep me up at night. I've always randomly given respect to Kalani on, uh, Saweetie a long time ago put out, like, her first song so icy that went hot she did a remix with kalani and i always like gave respect to how kalani like really she was first of all she's not even a rapper but she was rapping on sweetie's song and she like really like ate up the essence of what the song was and delivered and was still just kind of like normal bougie bitch like normal regular slash bougie bitch and so like to see her give like another edge with this like budget because she be dancing or they be dancing excuse me Oh yeah, my bad. Shit. Mm-hmm. Pardon me. I, is it she they? Or is it just they? they? It's just I they. It's just I'm just telling you, excuse me. So pardon me. They've been doing their thing. They're gonna continue to do their thing. And I'm loving everything that they got going on. So shout out to them. Shout out to Kalani. We straight. I just did a fact check because you know I ain't trying to fuck up nobody's pronouns whatsoever. I take that of shit serious. Not. I just is she checked and her. They? Yep, I just checked her Instagram and it's she slash they. Okay. So we good. Okay. All right. Okay, yeah. So we're good. We ain't, look, we ain't this ain't that kind of podcast, you know what I'm saying? We, res- we respect mm-hmm. the game mm-hmm. over here, straight up. So, like, mm-hmm. 
We respect your pronouns, baby. Yes, we do. And last artist that I want to talk about, or I've talked about last week, was Sergio. I played a song for you called Complicated last week. And yes. now I'm going to play another song for you because I have been listening to Sergio's project. This song is called Speechless, and it features another artist on their name, Jory, J-O-R-I. But Sergio and Jory are both, like, carrying the fuck on on this song. It's really cool and really hot, but uh, here it goes, Speechless. Good. I had to I, I don't want to make it to where I'm going to just play each one of his songs every week but I told y'all he makes really good R&B and I wasn't playing about that and shout out to Sergio reaching out he said I could be in a video he told me to pull up I'm telling the world so you guys hey, have yeah. to hold him accountable yes. he told me to pull up before a I new one but I'm going to be in one yes. so you know if y'all see me saying that he ain't put me in a video y'all remember he said he was going to no, do that so or I'll cute. post the screenshots okay I'll become one of those no I'm just playing <laughs> Um, yeah, Sergio makes really dope music. This project is really hot. It's he has like really dope music to go back to as well. So if you're just now being put on, you didn't hear last week's episode. It's S I E R G I O. Please just go check out Sergio and then tell him that the friends don't sent you again for another week. And that does it for this week's music man segment. Now we can just move on to Dustin Ross. Please tell us what you've been watching over there in TV land. What I've been watching is actually going to be my segue into the music, into the TV land segment, because I have to play one more song. Come on. Um, there's no way that I can let this week go by without playing. You better not play another Jocelyn Without song. playing this new. Nah, this is such a, this is different. This is real music. The Heart Part 5, Kendrick Lamar's new single yes. is incredible deep fake music video that is high level performance oh art. yeah how can um, we not talk about it so we, good. we have to we have to play this song so this is the heart part five by kendrick lamar's new single as i get a little older i realize life is perspective and my perspective may differ from yours i want to say thank you to everyone that's been down with me all my fans, all my beautiful fans. Anyone who's ever gave me a lesson. All my people. I come from a generation of pain will murder his minor. Rebellious and more jealous, a chip you for designer. Belt buckles to cloud overzealous and prone to violence. Make their own turn. Be your will of the will alignment. Residue burn. Mist of the inner city. Miscommunication to keep homo detector busy. No protection is risky. Desensitized, I vandalize pain. Covered up and camouflage. Get used to hearing arsenal rain. Analyze Just a preview of, of an incredibly complex, beautifully complex rap music song that I feel just presents this music at a at a level of of art 
at a level that represents the high art that it is. That's what this music, that's what this song and video both did. There's nothing that I could say to to ever like accurately describe this video, describe this song, the lyrics, the, the what he's talking about. You just have to take it in for yourself. So listen to it, watch the video, enjoy it. Let's segue right on over into TV land, which this week we're picking right back up where we left off in Atlanta, Georgia. The Real Housewives of Atlanta are showing up and showing out. This episode Again. two mm. of season 14 was incredible. Um, the seeds are being planted now. Now we're seeing the seeds of, of discord being planted amongst the group, in between, particularly in between Sheree Whitfield and Drew Sedora, and also between Candy Burris and Marlo Hampton because they had a conversation at Candy Studio where Marlo was kind of low-key airing out some of the ways that she's been feeling about Candy and her lack of presence in her life as a real friend. And Frandy hit her, Frandy, Candy <laughs> hit her right back. <laughs> Candy hit her right back with the, well, you kind of have to be the friend that you want to, you have to be the friend that you want to have. And Marlo, you know, she didn't really take too kindly to that. So we're just seeing how things are lining up. Um, what I found most refreshing, because like the drama, that's cool or whatever. But what was most refreshing for me was just seeing, number one, Sheree Whitfield's home. Chateau Sheree has been a huge uh, part of the Real, Life, Real Housewives of Atlanta storyline um, for everyone. It is just a part of that show. And to see it in its full form, fully complete, basement done, it is one of the most beautiful, like spectacular homes that I've, I've ever seen. You know, it may not be our taste or whatever the fuck, but that's a beautiful home. Sheree literally has a mansion in Atlanta. And it is, it is the, the, the design is just, it's incredible. She has a nightclub in the basement. I've just what? never seen, it, it is incredible, <laughs> incredible. So check that out, watch that. And the scenes of her in Chateau Sheree having gossipy conversations with Kenya Moore where they were on the same side of things being friendly, being real friends with each other, checking in on each other's lives, and also sharing that gossip that makes these shows interesting to watch. It just felt good. This season feels really good to watch overall, with the exception of Drew's uh, husband, Ralph, and his gaslighting, which they literally made a short film within the episode this week, um, which was hilarious. The production uh, crew this season, on season 14, has really been going out of their way to make things like intros and little um, nostalgic, you know, montage clips that they're adding into the episode that really just make it feel good for the viewers and also add a lot of laughs. So they're doing a knockout job with season 14. They're on episode two. You guys, please pick it up and watch it. And for everybody who keeps hitting me, asking me, if there's a link for the Real Housewives of Atlanta. The best thing to do. That I'm not even going, I'm not doing it like that. Aside no, I'm, really I'm, not, I'm laughing like at you. I'm laughing at all the people hit you up doing that. Because they do, you know. And where and I used to share, you know, certain links, but you have to deal with like spam and at pop-ups and all kind of shit. So the best thing to computer. do, it's yeah. just not worth it. The best thing to do is go to YouTube buy the season on youtube it's only like 15 to 20 oh, bucks i didn't even know you um, could do that buy mm -hmm. the season the next day you can watch the episodes uh and it's just a great experience so that's that's one way that you can be in the loop and caught up on all things going on with the real housewives of atlanta so you can be a part of the conversation as we talk about it moving forward um also candy and the gang season finale came on this week Y'all know how I feel about this show. It was feel-good television. No, nothing heavily dramatic and um, 
taxing to watch and to 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 relive watch them relive these memories and talk shit all over again none of that this is a good show good nature really fun full of a lot of laughs the season finale was so perfectly edited and produced it wrapped up a lot of these stories in a nice little bow and opened up the portal to extension for a lot of the other stories in the show which aka sounds like season two to me um but it was an incredible incredible series all 10 episodes are available on, once again, YouTube. Go straight to YouTube, buy the season. That's your best way to watch any television show that you don't have access to otherwise. Um, so, yeah. That's dope that Sheree's house is beautiful because I remember she was the butt of so many jokes mm-hmm. for a long time over it. So that's mm-hmm. cool for her. And she yeah. should have been because, you know, challenge or not, it don't take 10 years to build a house. You know what I'm saying? It just don't. <laughs> so... You know, and a lot of that was Sheree, whatever the fuck. I don't care how we got here. It looks beautiful, beautiful now. Yes, and it's yeah. a hell of an accomplishment. She's a single mom um, doing her thing, and it's good to see her in that beautiful home that she talked about. We watched it. We watched that home come from, like, literally the ground up, playing blue, blueprints to a hole in the ground to now to a shell of itself to now fully form, fully realize Chateau Sheree, and it is absolutely breathtaking. So, yeah, literally. And it's still here. Um, yeah. It looks great. Love and Marriage Huntsville also um, has been incredibly off the chain. Um, Tisha and Melody and all the Ooh. all the ladies were in the same room for the first time this season, <laughs> and so we got to see a lot of issues confronted. Um, the second half, tra- the trailer for the second half of the season came out. Looks like we're going to dig deep into the Letitia and Marceau uh, marriage oh, and gosh. the cheating rumors and all of those things. <laughs> uh, so that show I is really off. taking off. You did, but you yeah. got to get back on, baby. You got to come back on when you when you get up to it. When you get up to it and you feel like watching that shit, you Around, come on back like, on. Top of season three, it just felt like a lot of the same. I uh-huh. was like, all right. I feel mm-hmm. like I got the gist. <laughs> you can just pick it back up now because anything you need to know beyond what you have seen, we can feel you. Is enough. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, but that's but. been great. Also, Love and Marriage DC is about to premiere as well. We've been waiting oh, on wow. that. That's the spinoff that stars Monique Samuels and her husband, Chris Samuels, DJ mm. Quicksilver, um, uh, and a lot of other people from the DC area. But Monique is the centerpiece of that franchise. Those of us like myself who are huge fans of her in season five of The Real Housewives of Potomac, when she quit the show after being damn near ostracized by the cast members for having a violent, you know, fight with one of the other cast members, it's good to see her on top and winning again. It's very rare that you see people who have had a, you know, seasons long tenure on certain franchise reality shows move on to different networks and other shows. And when it does happen, it's always a noteworthy thing. So shout out to Monique for doing that. She's also on the radio every morning in D.C., which, mm. you know, that's one of my dream jobs. I don't care how early I got to get up. I would love to do, like, morning radio in a major city for, like, I a could year. I can hear you doing like it. a year. Yeah. Um, yeah. But she's doing that, so that's good to see. Just check in with Monique. She's got a lot of stuff going on. Um, I believe all her social, sand- social handles are Mrs. Monique Samuels. Um, but check her out, or I am Mrs. Samuels, one of the two. Check her out. Um, check out Love and Marriage DC. Check back in with Love and Marriage Huntsville and get on board with season 14 of Real Housewives of Atlanta because we're only two episodes in and it's not too late to catch up. Once the season really takes off and we get down in episodes six and seven, it's such a daunting task to have to watch those seven episodes to know what the hell is going on. So just check in now. 
Just get in now. That's all y'all got to do. And watch Candy and the Gang. Are you going to watch Love Match? I am going to watch Love Match. I haven't watched it yet, but I am going to watch it, and we're going to talk about it on here. Since y'all asked to say I only talk about shit on Patreon, so we're going <laughs> to talk about it on here. Will you be watching Real Housewives of Beverly Hills airing tonight when people listen to this episode? Yes, I will be watching Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. The expectation's not really high because I feel like what I'm going to want is for Garcelle to be more vocal than she is going to be or to be um, to address and kind of catch some of the things that she was supposed to do. And she's not done that. So, you know, I'm anticipating a little disappointment, but that's okay because I'll be able to watch the mess otherwise. And it's definitely going to roll accordingly. I don't know why Lisa Reno won't stop wearing that fedora haircut. That's it. That's all I got this week, you guys. Um, thank you for tuning in. And also, thank you for being a part of the Friend Zone Patreon page. We're yes. going to a little bit more depth. You've been working hard up uh-huh. in there. Uh-huh. You know, thank you, you for know supporting. More? Check over there. You know what I'm saying? We love y'all so much. But right, I'm going to talk about Love Match Atlanta here on the main show. Okay, patreon.com forward slash the Friend Zone podcast if you're not already subscribed. That's it for this week's episode. Thank you for listening. We love you so much. And we'll catch you guys next week. Bye, y'all. Stay black and protect your magic. Bye. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com.